delighted. It's brilliant. Another cup final. I thought the team as a whole, you know, played very comfortably. We know we had some unfinished business from last season. We're trying to achieve that for the club and the supporters. And now we look forward to European and domestic duties for this season as well. There's a lot of questions before the game, you know. Uh, we haven't got the best of records here. We knew Kilmarnock were going to ask us some questions of us, but the players have answered them and deserved the three points. The Goal Radio Football Show With Paul Cooney, Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson and Rob McLean Have your say Call 0808 17 17 700 Let's go, go. Let's go, another week of the Goal Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700 On the day when Edmondson and Jones are suspended by Rangers after the Covid breaches at the weekend Rangers nine points clear, Celtic two games in hand. Celtic through to another domestic final, 35 cup wins on the row and the quadruple treble is just potentially one game away. What a weekend it's been. Rob McLean, you've been a busy guy. Rangers will be happy and Celtic too. That doesn't happen too often. No, it certainly doesn't. Um, and uh, you get the feeling Celtic are on the way back. Um, not hardly uh, firing on all cylinders yet, but a big improvement from them yesterday. But meantime, of course, Rangers stretch that lead at the top of the Premiership. And Barry, Rangers in the headlines this afternoon is what they wanted to avoid. Aberdeen have had it earlier, Celtic have had it, St Mirren, Kilmarnock and now it's Rangers. A couple of the players. Yeah, listen, um, disappointed if I'm being honest with you. Um, what happened a, a couple of months back with Aberdeen and Celtic uh, player ball and goalie, I would have thought a lot of clubs would have meetings and make sure, listen, we, we need to do things by the book. Um, so I don't think it'll be anger for the manager. I think it'll be more disappointed because Rangers are in a, a real good place at this moment in time. And what the boys done for me is just silly. Um, I don't think they should be thrown under a bus, if I'm being honest with you. Everybody makes mistakes, but I'm sure the club will discipline them and hopefully two of them will learn their lessons and they'll have a, a future for Rangers. Sai? Yeah, it's just it's quite silly, isn't it? Nine points clear, everything's going really well. The last thing you want is something like this. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't see either of them play this year. Uh, I think Stephen Gerrard will be that disappointed. You know, you're on such a high after that game. You go away to Kilmarnock and get three points and, and then this comes out on Monday. It's not what you need. Big, big win at the weekend for Rangers because many people were saying this is where they sometimes stumble. But they didn't this weekend, Rob, did they? No, they certainly um, didn't. Just a, just a thought on uh, Edmondson and Jones as well. I mean, I saw them today described as peripheral figures at Rangers. They're going to stay that way. They're going to be peripheral at best, aren't they? Um, uh, failing to get anywhere near the well Jones has played a couple of times recently Edmondson it's been a while uh, but it's going to be a long while I think before those two get back imagine getting yourself back in the team the way Jones has you know he was bombed out so much last year getting yourself back in the team and then so listen we've all made mistakes of course yeah. we'll have I've that, it and I shouldn't have that's where people have got to be honest that everybody makes mistakes listen yeah, it's, it's a tough one I think they should be disciplined but I don't think it should be the end of them. I, I know Edmondson's not played much. Jones, as, as Rob just said, there's played a few games. It looks if he's he's round about the 18 or he's in the mindset of the, the manager that he may, may play him in a game. But again, listen, they're only human. They have made a terrible mistake. There's no doubt about it. But hopefully they'll learn their lessons. They'll take their punishment and we can move on. Because both managers would have been happy just about this time yesterday. Rangers winning at Kilmarnock. I thought we were very efficient, uh, big three points, big win. All the talk in the build-up was that we don't like coming here and we can't win here, so I think we've answered a few questions today. I think we showed a different side to us. We stood up, we competed, You know, we defended extremely well. We could have scored more goals to take the points away a little bit earlier, but all round, big, big win for us today. 
And Neil Lennon after the cup semi-final win over Aberdeen. That's fantastic, you know, to be in another cup final. Thought we were very comfortable, thought first half were outstanding. As expected, the players tired, you know, you could see the starting to win a little bit and we had to change the shape and change the personnel. But we saw the game out comfortably and it's another cup final and, um, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of expectation and pressure on them, but they didn't show any of it. They handled the occasion very, very well. Side, we've seen some great goals over the last couple of weeks. Uh, what about uh, Ryan Christie yesterday? Ah, oh, tremendous. You know, on that right-hand side, that's what you get from him. And, and he gets criticised because people say to me, Ryan Christie, oh, he does a shoot. Well, he didn't shoot, he didn't score a goal like that. Um, I really like Christie. I think he's made a massive difference to say, like, just his enthusiasm for football, the tempo that he plays the game, he's love. You can see it. And it rubs off on other players. I actually tell you a story about Ryan Go Christie, on. right? Yeah. So I was at Dundee and we were playing Inverness away, right? Ryan Christie, uh, me and Kevin McBride went up to John Hughes before the game. John Hughes goes to me, where are you, what position are you playing today? I says, oh, I'm sitting in front of the back four. He starts gutting himself laughing. He's like, you are going to have an absolute shock of the day. I've got a 17-year-old kid who's making his debut. He will run you ragged. And I was at him, no chance. And Christie played and was unbelievable. Not megged me twice. And every time he'd done something, all I could hear was Yogi laughing at the side of the pitch. So that was Ryan Christie at 17. And obviously he's developed into the player that he is now. But even back then, you could tell that, that he was a top, top player. He did struggle at the start. Yeah. And fair play to him, taking the opportunity to go and, and play first-team football up at Aberdeen. And I think that was the making of him. He, up built, he bulked up didn't he he did and he came back mm-hmm. and he got that chance I think it was Hearts at Murrayfield remember that game yeah. he, he scored the absolute cracker yeah. and then f- from then he's he's not looked back I think he's a a massive player for Celtic I, th- I think he's a I think he's a big part of that, that Celtic team mm-hmm. isn't he I think I think you now realise when you see him coming back towards his best you realise what they missed when he when he was isolating for a, for a couple of weeks and as you say Si it, it's not just that spectacular goal yesterday it's his work rate mm-hmm. I mean nobody is working harder than him for, for, for Celtic and the effect he has on players round about him as well that's what I love about him Rob you listened to Roy Keane yesterday about people enthusiasm to play football Ryan Christie's got that now didn't get me wrong he gives the ball away a lot because he tries things mm-hmm. and I think that's a sign I say like a Rangers player though when he is not playing the best he'll still take the ball he'll not just play safe for 5 or 10 minutes if that passes on to play he'll play it uh, and I really love Ryan Christie just attitude to, to football he's one of the first names on the team sheet yeah, for definitely. me for Celtic I, I think when Ryan Christie's in the start and 11 Celtic are a better team there's what no a doubt and a lot of people forget I thought he was good just but I thought Roger yeah. as well yeah. that's what I was going to ask you he, he was almost on his way to Qatar yeah amazing he's back uh, yeah, again, he's technically. I think he's um, he's excellent. I think when he's on form, when he's playing in a Celtic team, I think Celtic are a better team. And, um, and when you look at it, Barry, um, I mean, he, he could claim an assist for the Ryan Christie goal, but just because he passed the ball to Ryan Christie thirty yards out, but he created the other goal for Celtic yesterday. I mean, if you look back to last weekend, he had two assists in that three-all draw up at Aberdeen as well. So he's making a massive contribution just back in the yeah. team. It's it's almost like a new player for Celtic because a lot of people had resigned themselves to him being offski. Yeah, I just think when Roderick isn't playing, it's too much backwards and, and sideways. I think when he's playing, midfielders are forced to pass the ball forward to him. He gets in such great positions and then he looks to play the passes through to people. I think he's the only one at Celtic that's got that quality that when somebody makes a run, Edward, uh, Roderick sorry, can find him with that pass. He does, he takes risks. Yeah. And that's what you want for that, that position, yeah, isn't it? In the final third, he's willing to go and take a risk with that, that final pass. Um, he, he, he has, he's a very, very good footballer. 
Um, and a lot of people go on about the, his fitness levels and whatever. Every time I see him, I think he looks fit enough. I think he's a he's a top player. And I think with Celtic, with him and sorry, the Celtic team, they're a better team. So that's, that, that's that old saying, isn't it? Russell Latipe used to say to the Falcon boys, "You carry the piano, and I'll play it." <laughs> Tom Rogers, <laughs> and he could play it. Oh, he could play <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So, Sai, this time last week it was all about Neil Lennon and the keyboard warriors were going crazy. Um, the media, quite rightly, asking questions: What's happened at Celtic? And today it's talk of uh, what's back to possible. Looks as though it could be the quadruple treble, and they're nine points behind Rangers, but two games in hand. Is the Celtic revival underway? And all that stuff about tactics, what a load of nonsense. Eh? All it is is players playing better. He's mm-hmm. got his, his yep. best players back. Yeah. And they look like the old Celtic again, don't they? You know, there's a style of playing that 4 2 3 1. And as I say, if Celtic continue to get their best players on the pitch, they'll be a real force, of course. And, f- and for maybe 20 minutes in the first half of yesterday's semi final, that Celtic front four were just unplayable yeah. and they put the game to bed. Mm-hmm. Yep, they were the difference for me. Um, but what Sai just says there, Celtic done the basics well. That's what they've not been doing the, the, the past 10 days and Neil Lennon's been open and honest about that but listen I, I thought they were on a different level for Aberdeen certainly that 20 minutes you said Rob since sorry when um, Christie scored that goal they were on a different level for 15 or 20 minutes Yeah, and Scott Brown agreed with you I thought the first half we were excellent we, we moved the ball really well and it, it looked more like what we were used to doing uh, we've got to look forward now we've got a huge game coming up during the week and it's about building momentum for us now. The other, the other big deal for me about Celtic yesterday, obviously, was clean sheet for yeah. the fir- for the first time in five games. How much good is that going to do them? Yeah, I, I worried that the first half because I thought Frimpong was getting beaten far too easily by Kennedy, and he was allowing him to get crosses. And I thought Barry called it on Friday. I thought Beaton was excellent. Yeah, I really like Beaton. Eh? He's very very aggressive. You know. Up against a guy in Sam Cosgrove, I thought he played him really well. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I thought his composure on the ball. And that, that brings a massive difference as well. I think you see it with Golden now. Not just defending-wise, but on the ball. And when you know you've got a centre-back back there who will no panic, the rest of the team can, can, go, can go and play. Knowing yeah. that Beaton's back there. Yeah. He reads the game really well. You, um, you've both said it before. Yeah. And, and I, I, I really saw it yesterday, mm-hmm. the, the, the quality and the composure that he's got at the back for Celtic. He yeah, never panicked, does he? No, he didn't. And I, I thought, again, listen, Shane Duffy's come in for a lot of criticism and rightly so with some of the mistakes he's made but he, he stuck to the basics yesterday defended really well and a big part of that for me was Beaton beside yeah. him mm-hmm. I thought he calmed him down as, as Sai says Beaton's really comfy on the ball um, but it's his reading of the game um, is, is excellent for me Neil Lennon was speaking about Shane Duffy yeah he had a, he had a great game you know defended really well in the box you know the aerial threat and uh, you know a lot more comfortable and assured and his passing was Nice and crisp, and he can be delighted with his performance today. That's, you know, more like him. Um, and I thought Beaton alongside him was very, very assured as well. Barry, it's all shaping up. It's going to be some season, isn't it? Yeah, listen, there was no doubt in my mind when, when Celtic were going through that sticky period, they were always going to come through it at some stage. And there were certainly signs of that in the, the, the semi final. Look, if you look at the squad, they've got real good players. I was never in any uh, doubt that they would come back and, and have a go at Rangers um, they've had a dis- disappointing um, three or four games it happens to every single team it's how you come out the other end and it looks to me of now Celtic are getting the rhythm back and Rangers have got to be aware of that and I said that a couple of weeks ago I was never getting carried away with it was all about Rangers and, and Celtic are not going to do anything this season you've got to always be wary of, of what Celtic have done in the past few years and that's won trophies just come back. Just coming back to Beaton for a moment. Yeah. Just came back to me there. That block 
on the header from Sam Cosgrove yeah. early on. I would have worried for Celtic had they gone behind early on against Aberdeen yeah. yesterday because they were going into it in a, in a pretty fragile state. They've obviously developed in the course of the mm-hmm. game. But had that gone in, that could have been really important. And Beaton just reading the whole situation and blocking that header from Cosgrove. I think they've done that well, Rob, recently. You know, when the ball comes in the box... A lot of times there's spare men standing on their own. But with Beaton, you've seen him with Cosgrove, he's touched tight with him. And that stops Cosgrove from getting the header. And I, and I said that I think the game would suit Shane Duffy if Cosgrove played. You know, I think I don't think he yeah. minds playing yeah. against that type. And, I, and it surprised me that, that Derek McInnes went with Cosgrove. You think back to the game last weekend, balls over Duffy said, they never done that, which kind of surprised me with Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone worked last week, why stop doing it? Uh, and I thought the, the way Aberdeen played suited Shane Duffy. Mm-hmm. They did start pretty well, Aberdeen, I thought. Um, Celtic were a wee bit shaky at a couple of set pieces but listen goals change games and in that first goal you could see the confidence then start to come back into the, the Celtic team and as I said that for that 20 minutes that was a Celtic that everybody knows It was a bit like business as usual back in Glasgow Aberdeen coming to play Celtic It was um, yeah. th- that'll be a concern for Derek um, I think certainly last week when they played Celtic they they showed that they could compete with them but it's the same old Aberdeen they come down to Glasgow and that's the thing that will be worrying Derek they come down here and they didn't get anywhere near them for me I, I didn't think that they let Celtic go and dictate the game the second half they came out they were a bit better yeah. Aberdeen but I, I thought at that stage Celtic were never in any danger of, of losing the game Shall we check how you did on the predictions yeah. on no, Friday here on the Go Radio let, Show let's not yep. <laughs> So uh, Barry you went for Celtic win. Yes. Yeah. Sai. Yeah, Celtic, Celtic win. win. Rob. Celtic win. After extra time. Yeah, but yeah, you okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Rangers, uh, I think everyone went for Rangers at Kilmarnock. They did. So, so and scored score, for the score, though. Score line. Yeah. Some of us got the score right. They gave us the score. Rob, you got it right. Yeah, and so yeah. I got it right. Yeah, we so both say one. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I did copy Rob for that. Sai, so. <laughs> where's the suit tonight? He said he was going to come in in his brand new grey. I, I don't blame uh, him. Oh, he was smart. It. I saw him in the Herald. No, I've seen no, him. Do you know what, Paul? Every yeah. time I wear a suit, I get too much attention off women, so my missus has put uh. it, she's had it away. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the suit that looks <laughs> beige in photographs? Oh, that was great. Right, that beige part. Honestly, I would never <laughs> wear a beige suit. Nothing beige about Rangers, although it wasn't their best performance. But you know, Stephen Gerrard afterwards said that. But they've got the points. To be fair to Kilmarnock, you know they always stay in the game, and whilst it's just a one 0 lead or the game's in the balance, they're not going to go away. You know their bench is shouting gamble, gamble, and piling men forward because they've got nothing to lose. So we had to stand up to that. We had to defend well at times. You know in possession we we tweaked a few things today. We wanted to go over earlier. We didn't want to play in front of Kilmarnock. You know it's not a pitch for passing the ball or dribbling on. Um, so we tried to play the conditions and the environment today, and I thought we'd done it extremely well. Go Radio Football Show. We'll talk about that in a moment or two. And Hearts of course are through to the cup final and the other games at the weekend we will discuss we're going to take the first of the calls though 0808 17 17 700 Greg a Rangers fan is on the line good evening Greg how you doing boys you all alright good how are you yeah I'm good thank you well apart from the news today but I'm, yeah I'm alright yeah you'd be good this time yesterday uh, when uh, Rangers got the points but you want to speak about today about Edmondson and uh, Jordan Jones yeah I do to be honest I spoke to and Barry a couple of weeks ago about Jordan Jones before the Celtic game about how I didn't trust him as a football player to come on and change the game for his away to Celtic but then today he just just he's just done him and Edinson have just done something I just I'm flabbergasted about the whole country is on lockdown none of us want to be all of us want to be going out earning our money to pay our bills and these two idiots go and do this now this is a Rangers team that have finally got back to people talking about them in a good way not talking about their debt, not talking about them taking so many years to get back and being so far behind Celtic. 
They're now nine points clear. Even though our class is three points, because I know Celtic win their two games in hand, but we're finally at that perch again. Yep. And then Jordan Jones has the audacity to go and do this. He's a bit older than Edmondson, in my opinion, so you can deal with Edmondson another way. But with Jordan Jones, I'd just, just sack him. Make a point and sack him, because our names have not been dragged to the dirt once with this COVID thing. But now they've just brought us in. When we're in such a good place as well, to now drag our name into this as well, the way Celtic and Aberdeen were at the start. And I was one of them. I was going after Celtic and Aberdeen. And now I have to go after my own players as well. Pathetic. Rob, you've been over the course reporting you know, many, many years. What would you say uh, to Greg, who's calling for Jordan Joes to be sacked? Yeah, well, I get, what, I get what Barry was saying right at the top of the show, that we all make mistakes. We, all, we are all human. We, we have our frailties. Um, and you, so you don't... You know, instinctively, you don't want to go too over the top on this. But, but I get where you're coming from, Greg, with, with Jordan Jones, because... He's had his. He's had his. He went into that crazy tackle in the old firm game. He got a red card. He was out for a long, long time. He was lucky that that Rangers were very loyal to him and stuck with him. Came back. He's done well. He's been promising. He's he's got back into the team, and then he does this. I mean, it's 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 it's. I find it absolutely crazy. But Barry, is it is it sackable? Well, I understand. Greg's frustration and anger, whatever way you want to put it, I, I'm the I'm more disappointed than anything. Um, certainly with what's happening at Rangers at this moment in time, they're in a real good place in terms of the results on the pitch, the performances on the pitch. And when the Aberdeen scenario and the Celtic scenario happened, um, I thought, right, do you know what? Every single player who's in that bubble needs to really understand what they need to do to keep the football going. Um, it's not just about they've been silly being at a party if they bring that into the training ground into the bubble where other players need to go back to their families it can then spread um, like wildfire that, that's a disappointing thing for me look I don't think I would sack them if I'm being honest with you um, I've, I've let it digest for about four or five hours they've made a silly mistake I, I think the manager will clearly discipline them there's no doubt in my mind about that mm. and they might not play for a while at Rangers and they need to learn for their lessons but I don't think I would sack them I, I, as I say I'm more disappointed than angry Rob mm-hmm. if I'm being honest it looks bad it. on the manager though doesn't it, he's, it does. ca- he's came out and said we've had meetings with the players have been told yep. and now oh, I, I've no doubt a majority of the players listen to Stephen Jenner but it looks for the outside mm-hmm. when you see something like that they're not even listening to the see, manager see the thing Si is for me when when they're in that bubble in the training ground the manager is in charge of them he can yeah he knows what's going on when they drive out their gates he's got to put the trust into their players Mm -hmm. to go and do the right thing which I think the managers clearly went through in a meeting not just Rangers I think every single club has sat down the group of players and says look guys it's tough on everybody it's tough times it's not just the footballers it's tough for everybody in this this country everybody's been hit hard by the COVID-19 but when they go out that gate he needs to then put the trust in them to do the right thing what the two boys have done isn't right yeah. I'm not saying it is right it's bang out of order but they've got to be they aren't, they're they only human and they've made a massive mistake they will be disciplined but I do think the manager will um, in time let them back into the group like a final warning yep. but no more Si you're a player and a coach yep. can you see the player's point of view young guys just Listen, I've got, as I've said, I used to do it all the time. I was told not to go on a Saturday night and I would be it. And you look back now and it was wrong. But in these times, it's different, you know, because there's people dying. It's a yeah. pandemic. 
Um, people kind of live the life that they want to live. Uh, and the fact that you're privileged enough that you're still getting to go to your work and play football every day. people have Some people have not got that. Mm-hmm. Some people have not got that releasing their life just now and they're stuck in the house. So uh, it's unexcusable. You just can't do it. See, see, the most important thing is the guys are not just only let themselves down. They've let the fans down. They've let the management, the coaching staff, but most importantly, they've let their teammates down. Yep. So yep. there will need to be punishment. There will need to be discipline. Um, they, they will need to be disciplined. But... I think in time they've made a mistake they need to, they need to take all the, the grief it's going to go with yes. as well they're going to get it left, right and centre for everywhere Greg, you've heard there from everybody especially Barry former uh, captain of Rangers saying he's thought about it for four or five hours give him one more chance Greg, would you change your mind and say okay, one more chance for Jordan Jones and George Edmondson Well first off I'll, I'll be happily say that Barry's my favourite Rangers player of all time so <laughs> I'm not going to Oh come on Greg I'm not joking so I, um, I swear mate He's my favourite player You messaged me You messaged me on Instagram Saying it was Alec Ray So what I would say is like, With Edmondson Yeah You've got to give him another go Give it, I think Gerard will come down on him And I mean come. I don't think we'll see Edmondson Play for a few months Honestly that's my opinion I think he will be made to Whittle and understand what he's right. done. So I hit the nail on the head there. There's people dying. Yeah, sure. Like, there's people, these guys are paid a fortune to play football. Yeah. It's a, a lot of money and some people can't even make a penny at the minute. Yeah. But then you look at, this is Jordan Jones. We've said it and we keep saying the same thing. He has one glimmer of hope in one game. You think, oh, we'll give him another chance. And then he's older than Edmondson. He's, he says he's a diehard Rangers man. You've just dragged our team through the name, through the dirt now for being another team doing this. Players going out during COVID. What but, is the point? It can't be that important. I, I get the frustration, Greg, and and you know what? All the fans will be like this. Um, what, what what they've done? I, listen, I can't condone what they've done. No, Look, and you're it, not. I no, know, I, I know. I'm not. Yeah. I, I think it's wrong. They've got to be professional. They've got to lead um, for, uh, from the front. But I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think Stephen Gerrard will be will be more disappointed and angry. Greg, yeah. everyone hears your call. Maybe you'll think about it. Your favourite all-time Rangers player has said. You know, you can hear Barry's hurting on it. So you're not happy about it, but yeah. maybe give him another chance. Yeah, Greg, thanks yeah, very much for calling. It. Yeah, you, I think <laughs> no, you're just about ready to change your mind on that one. Yeah, because we're all yeah, human. But, yeah. Yeah. Greg, thanks. We really appreciate it. Really Cheers, good Greg. call. Greg. Thanks. More of your calls, and there's plenty coming up next. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Monday night. The week starts here. A weekend when Hearts through to the final beating Hibs 2-1 after extra time. Who saw that coming, Barry? Not many people, they thought Hibs were going to win. Yeah, I, I thought Hibs would have. I, I thought it was always going to be a tight game, but look, in the end, um, it wasn't a great 90 minutes, if I'm being honest with yeah. you. It wasn't a spectacle, but and it was exciting, uh, the 30 minutes of extra time. And to be fair to Hearts, I thought they did edge it in extra time. And Si, to be fair, Rob was looking great back on the telly, wasn't he? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I can't actually concentrate on the game when Rob's speaking, eh? honestly. But it was, it was like 22 cars crashing into each other, wasn't it? I mean, oh, there wasn't yeah. much. There wasn't yeah. much football played, but um... I thought you meant his shirt. No, that was <laughs> no, no. there was that as well. Yeah. Who um, was on Cocoms? Yeah, who was on? Um, well, I was presenting. Yep. But you mean who was on Dodgy. Co- commentary? Billy Dodds. Yeah. Billy yeah. Dodds oh, and Dave McLeod. Yeah, I, I don't want to bring the mood down at all, but it was a day of triumph and tragedy, wasn't it, and uh, for Hearts because uh, Maria Zaliukas, the the Scottish Cup winning captain of 2012, mm. died at the age of 36. Just terrible news and, and he'd, uh, he'd a short spell at Rangers as well of course yeah I mean I, I couldn't believe it when I, I, I got the, the message that he'd, he'd passed away at 36 
Um, I remember I played against him when he was at Hearts and obviously um, he went down south to Leeds, back up to Rangers and I heard a few people speak about him um, who were close to him as obviously, obviously teammates and, and spoke highly of him and at 36 year old he's still got a whole life in front of him. Sad news um, and I can only say condolences to his, his family. And you see Kevin Nisbet came out of the day and said his father passed away a couple of days before the game as well so... Yeah. Shame. Yeah, and of course, uh, that's the things that people don't don't see. Yeah, what yeah. I just said, Kevin. That's but fair play to the boy. I mean, mm. his father passing away two days before a, yeah. a cup semi final. Heartbreaking. It shows yeah. you. What, tough what, boy, isn't yeah, yeah, mentally he, tough. He's, yeah. Meant, he, he's mentally um, to go and play in that game um, when your father passes away. Fair play to the boy. That's. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't speak highly enough of him. Yeah, Knowing yeah. that, I mean, he's yeah. a player that I rate. There's no doubt he missed them. Um, the, the penalty but yeah, yeah. It it the courage of him to, to Ab- play absolutely I mean yeah. we've been speaking about human weakness in the yeah. last 20 minutes we're, we're speaking about mm. real strength in terms of uh, Kev- Kevin Nisbet being able to play in that game yeah I mean that's all I can really say about mm. it fair play him it must be love to see him go to the top would you love to see him go I think he's got potential yeah, so to I. go to the top I like what's happened with him getting let go by Partick Thistle Went down to League One, done great for Wraith Rovers, got his move to Dunfermline in a championship and he was excellent for Dunfermline and he's come into the Premier League and he's carried it on. Um, nine goals this season. If he keeps that sort of form up, he could be um, next into the, the Scotland full uh, team. Yeah. What about some of the penalties in that game though? Oh, dearie me. Yeah. What, the decisions? There's only eight refs on the pitch. I know. Uh, how could they miss <laughs> some of them? You know, because you've got uh, the referee just behind the, yeah. the goal. Yeah. Uh, but it was Rob- Bobby Madden at one of the, <laughs> one of the decisions, wasn't it? I hate to name names, but but I mean, you know, he was he was so close to it. And, and as you say, there were there were so many. I mean, I, I watched them warming up yesterday. Five officials for the for for both semi-finals, and and you just look at the whole squad of them and think, surely nothing can go wrong here. But uh, on Saturday, just about everything went wrong. Yeah. And the other big talking point, uh, Craig Gordon. We've mentioned him for weeks now about Rangers' goal, Celtic's goalkeeping position, and Sai Craig Gordon. Wow. Why did he ever go? That's the thing with Craig Gordon, he produces big saves at big moments, doesn't he? Yeah. We've seen him do it in the past. I was speaking to Andy Halliday the day who said he's trained him now for three weeks and he says he's top, top class. Mm. He says he's up there with McGregor. So Wow. Um, when you see Scott Bain playing, you know, Craig Gordon was, was playing ahead of Scott Bain last year and the year before. So I think it's a big, it's a big, uh, big mistake for letting Craig Gordon go. There's yep. a Scotland squad named tomorrow. Yeah. I wonder if Craig Gordon will be in it. He should be in it, shouldn't he? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I was lucky enough to play with him at international mm. level and I always maintained he was a, a top-level goalkeeper. I was surprised that, that Celtic let him go. I know there was um, there, there was talk over the, the finances or whatever, but after Fraser Foster going, I thought it was a, a no-brainer to keep Craig Gordon. Yeah. But listen, Celtic's loss is Hearts gain I think it's going calmness to, isn't he yeah I mean some of the saves he pulled off what, what, that, 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 that first half save the, the left handed save from, 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 Nisbet. From, from Nisbet's header I mean it, it's it's just that late movement I mean because Kevin Nisbet would probably look back and think right I could have angled it more into the corner and away from him mm. but it, but he, he got such good contact on it he must have thought any contact and that goes in Craig just you know, at the last second, gets his left hand across, and it's a really strong hand to keep it out. It's, a, it's an amazing save, isn't it's it? It's a world class save, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah, Like you say, for that distance, what is he six yards out? You think if you get a good connection on it, it's a goal, which Nisbet did. Mm. And like you say, maybe you could have put it more in the corner, but if he's headed that boy, he's expecting that, that to hit the back of the net, no doubt. And it's an unbelievable save for Gordon. That yep. that that could be Robbie Nielsen's best signing. Yeah. I know Andy. Andy will know, but you agree. Andy's Andy his worst signing, I'd say. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> no, but listen, he he's worth. Yep. Uh, again, I always say a top class goalkeeper, 
is worth 15 points a season. Mm-hmm. 08, 08 17 17 700 to speak to Barry, Sai, and Rob and Paul, or come on the socials at the Golf Football Show. We're here. Rangers are 15 clean sheets now in 18 games. We spoke to Stephen Gerrard then after the match and uh, praising his defence. Look, I'm very proud. Alan does what he does. He makes big saves at important times. Um, he comes and punches one as well when he's under pressure. So, you know, we, we love him here. He, he, he's, he's such a big player. Defensively, we're, we're getting the rewards for all the hard work that the players are putting in. Um, but we've got to maintain it and continue it throughout the season. But obviously very proud and pleased the way everyone's defending. But it starts from the front. You know, we've got number 10s and number 9s that are willing to put the body on the line and really put a shift in for the team. And, and we're getting the benefits from I take his point about Alan McGregor making big saves but Alan McGregor at the moment isn't having to yeah. make big saves because he's getting so much protection in front of him from that defence 15 clean sheets in, in 18 games it's incredible yeah they've impressed me there's clearly a lot of work went on in the, the, the training ground they don't look if they're going to concede um, as you mentioned there are 15 clean sheets I think Rangers is always going to be a threat going forward it was always defensively there was that question mark mm-hmm. um, but I've got to be honest with you, really impressed. They look solid um, at the back. Wasn't a great performance, but again, if this was last season, I'd have been worried going into Rugby Park. I wasn't yeah. worried with, with them going down in, in Sunday. And to come away for Rugby Park with three points and a, um, a clean sheet, you've got to be delighted with that. Sorry. It's the best transformation since Barry's hair transplant. <laughs> Last year, I want some of that if that is a transplant. <laughs> was that, was that a transplant He's just jealous. <laughs> was it a transplant or a weave? There is no Staples. way I've got <laughs> Gordon Smith, isn't it? <laughs> Allegedly. Sign, man of the He's match. He's going to start yeah. rumours here. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah. You got yeah. it, man. Yeah. Uh, man of the match was who? So, uh, Cedric Itton was given it by the manager, said, you know, arguably he was the uh, you know the best player in the park. I, I thought it was a great call for him to play yeah. Itton. I think they were going to go a bit more direct. And Waters is a decent defender mm. against 1v1, one, one but I thought Itton outpowered him. I thought the big man done well out there. Mm. You know, he was, he was brushing Waters off and putting good quality into the box. I think Rangers had something like 27 crosses, mm. which is um, some amount. But uh, I like that about Gerard too. Like I think last year he would have stuck with that same 11. He's changing it up a lot more now, yeah. based on the opposition. So I think he's learnt as a manager. And that's coaching for me. You know, mm-hmm. he's, seen a, he's seen a weakness in Rangers last year, which was a defence. And they've obviously, as Barry says, hours on the training ground. And you can just see positionally how, how much better they work together. See, and see the thing, Sai, for me, is they're mixing it up now. Yeah. Mm. They're no one dimensional. Goldson just get the ball at his feet and ping it yep, a, a some, 40 yard pass. Sometimes you've got to go back to front, and that's what, what Rangers are, are doing at this moment in time. And as you're saying, another five changes at the weekend. Um, it doesn't hamper the result. Look, the performance wasn't up to the levels that we've became used to, but I like the way things are, are going for Rangers. And 10 minutes to go, he does something different again. He, he brings another defender on to tighten it up and make sure they get away from Rugby Park with the three points. He wasn't doing things like that last year, no, so was he? No, and yeah, it's clearly that he's, he's learned yeah. his, his lesson. And they've been working hard. Yeah. Mm. It's clear that they've got a, a plan of attack. If it's only 1 0, 5 10 minutes to go, let's tighten it up at the back and make sure we get away with the three points. Well, I, th- I think yeah. the development in, in uh, Connor Goldson's game yeah. has been pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, he, he is a he is the constant in the middle of that defence, but I mean, it's the, it's the way he's using the ball now as well as just his out-and-out defending. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's very good at playing it for the back. And as I say, I always think with Celtic this year, it's very slow build up and, and it goes along the back. Whereas Golden for me, can I get the ball forward quickly? Yeah, he bangs it into Davis quick. Or he's got that in his locker where he can take the ball out and ping a 50 yard diag to Barisic. So I think he's used to the ball, as Rob says, he's got much better. But the big thing for me is 15 clean sheets, but what you get out of the two fullbacks as well. They're attacking every time Rangers go forward and they're keeping clean sheets. So for me, they, they two are... I know Golden's been brilliant, but the two fullbacks for me are top. No, I, I've yeah. got to agree with you. I mean, Barisic is crossing the ball in the first half and Tavernier's in at the back post. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a big way Rangers playing both of the fullbacks. They're key to the way they play, both of them. Um, I think their, their, their crossing's been better than it was yesterday. Yes, they got a lot of balls into the box. Probably the, it was quantity rather than quality yeah. yesterday. Um, but but that's because they set the bar so high for themselves because normally from both sides it is top drawer. And of course, um, James Tavernier might not have been crossing it as well as he has been, but he scored again. I mean, his, his goal scoring run is just incredible. Again, I'm going to say, see that crossing and stuff. I think that the pitch comes in there. I yeah, really do. Yeah. Even you know when you go before you cross the ball, and sometimes on astroturf the ball could just move before you kick, you, you go to kick it. I'm making excuses for them to cross cross me hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> but Tavernier with his penalty again. Yep, ten again, goals. Takes a lot penalties. of ball. Yep, takes a lot of ball. What happened to the there. penalty? <laughs> the the penalty. I don't know the, what he was the, doing. The, the, I don't know. It Crazy was a clear penalty. penalty. Yeah, of course, That's Andy yeah. Millen's son, isn't it? It was Ross, uh-huh. Ross yeah. Millen. Ross yeah. Millen. You yeah. sent his oh, bed early Saturday. Absolute, absolute penalty, no question. Yeah, yeah, it was a penalty, and as I said, you've got to have the ball to step up. And that's what he's doing. He's he's been a proper leader this year, Tavernier, and he slotted away um, in the bottom corner. He's back in. He's back in that run of taking penalties now because it was a long time before he ever missed one at Rangers, wasn't it? He, he went through this incredibly long run of just scoring penalty after penalty, and having you know hit the post with a couple. Mm. That's about as much off target as he was. He's now back in that run where the minute he steps up, you just know it's getting drilled into the bottom corner. Yeah, yeah the other two matches. Accuracy is unbelievable, isn't it? For penalties, it really is. For sure, it's almost yeah. side netting. Yeah, well, the yeah. confidence is there, though, isn't it? It's that again, Rob, Rob makes a good point there. He missed a couple. He missed a couple and he's still willing to go and, and, yep. and step up. Look, he's, he's on a fantastic run in terms of the penalties, but it's easy when you miss, Say will tell you, you miss a penalty, one or two penalties, bump, you come off it. But no, he was willing to still stand up there and take it. Three points for Rangers at Kilmarnock and it could have been difficult on the AstroTurf. Livingston nil, Motherwell 2, Dundee United 2, Ross County 1. So looking at the predictions from Barry Ferguson, Cy Ferry and Rob McLean. Livy, Motherwell, so... Barry, you went for Motherwell. Yes. Yeah, obviously. 2 0. Sai. That was a shocker for me. I went Livingston. <laughs> I don't it's the know only one, in. isn't it? Yeah. Is that the only one? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Rob. I can't actually remember what I went for, but I'm saying I went for Motherwell just now, just, Motherwell. just in case. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You did, you went Motherwell. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that four wins out of five now for, for Motherwell? They're, they're on a really good run, aren't they? They're, they're now starting to climb the table. Yeah, they had a sticky start to the season. Uh, they've had a few tough results, but again, if you look at that Motherwell squad, we've spoke, we've spoke about it plenty of times on here. I think there's a lot of good players in that squad, as you said. Four wins out of five, they're starting to now get a bit of form. Yeah, on Tony Watt scored the end of the day? Yes. Yes. Yeah, good yes. goal. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's right, because that's right. I, I did say Motherwell yes. win, and yeah. I said Tony Watt would score again. I think Actually, Rob, it, coming back to me now. It seems ages ago since <laughs> the Saturday, some of the Saturday games. There's just so much on this weekend. Yeah. But yeah, Motherwell on uh, 14 points, just outside the top six. Uh, Rangers on 35 points after 13 games. Celtic on 26 uh, after 11. Hibs on 24 after 12 games. Aberdeen on 23 after 11. So they've got two games in hand as well. Dundee United, a big win for them at the weekend on 16 points. And Killy and Motherwell on 14. Dundee United needed that win as well, Si. Yeah, they did. Um, good result for them to beat Ross County 2-1. Uh, can I just say something about yeah. uh, what we are talking about the week before? 
Um, how quickly football can change in yeah. a week amazing uh, sorry uh, I don't know where I was going <laughs> Dundee United <laughs> I just blanked out there Mother, uh, Mother. Uh, can, can Nicky, great to see Nicky Clark scoring oh. really like Nicky Clark how Nicky Clark's one of yeah. the players Paul yeah. you don't know how good he is until you play against him mm-hmm. when I was thinking we played Nicky Clark at Dunfermline I thought maybe a bit average but when you play against him Nicky Clark mm-hmm. is a right good football what's his player. quality What's Taking the ball in, linking the play, mm-hmm. uh, can score a goal. Um, and, and McNulty and Shanklin, you know, it'll not be mm-hmm. easy for them. Nicky Clark will be doing all he can to keep the two at the team. Uh, I think Mark McNulty's got a wee injury, so Nicky Clark, right good play. Can I just say, don't worry about that last wee bit where you lost the thread. We'll, we'll sort that for the podcast. Okay, okay. Thanks very much. Sorry, 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 Have you ever done that so you know what you're going to say and then it just goes completely? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I do uh, on, on an hourly basis. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be back with more. Oh, no, that was what I was going to say. So Celtic fans were calling for Jack Ross to be the manager ahead of Neil Lennon. Look yeah. at it a week later. Jack Ross was a Premier League squad. Fully expect him to go and beat Hearts, get beat 2-1. So let's run that bit again. Say, si, what were you thinking <laughs> of a Jack Ross? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Go Radio Football Show. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Thanks, Rochelle. Monday night, Paul Cooney with Rob McLean. Cy Ferry, the Open Goal podcast. Uh, media guru. The column at the weekend was really good and you were discussing the former Rangers, Scotland, Blackburn Rovers, Blackpool, legend... Barry Ferguson, your new Anton Deck. It was a good sub, you weren't it? It was good. I'm going to read it tonight. I bet she's. What you saying? It was good, wasn't it? What about Edgar Davids stuff, though? Brilliant, you went out of Barnet. Magnificent. My mate was the man player when Edgar Davids took over. And on his first day, he told the goalie that he was taking the number one jersey off him. He says the most important player should wear number one. So Davids was on corners, free kicks, penalties, and. He took goal kicks. And where was this again, sir? At Barnet. Exactly, at Barnet. I'd forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he took the number one and then. He never lasted long, yet, eh? No, I think it was a year, eh? Uh-huh. But the whole. See, in training the whole week, Monday to Friday, all they would work on was how they were going to get Davids on the ball. That so, was it. So, Just, was the, so was the connection between Barry and Edgar Davids Barnet? No, it had both terrible Barnets, but. Barnet's Barnet. <laughs> <laughs> the point was, Edgar Davids was, was thought he was better than everyone else. Barry's went yeah. to Kelly and. Just a common common person. A humility there yeah, for somebody that's you know, a, a football great. Um, and it says a lot about the guy. Yeah. Also, we lost maybe the greatest, one of the greatest ever Scots at the weekend, 90 years old, Sean Connery, dying at the weekend. And uh, Barry, you you met him a couple of times during your, your Rangers days. Yeah, uh, yeah. he came in to uh, watch a few games. He was good friends with, with David Murray. Yeah. Um, so it was a privilege to meet the James Bond for me. Um, no, it was sad news, yeah. 90 year old. Um, I know he was suffering for a few years, um, but no, it was obviously. Was he handsome? Oh, I was. Uh, yeah. Six foot yeah. four. So I, I went do, to his house. Know? I went to his house. Wow. Uh, it was an interview was being done, and I was the kind of sound recordist. I was at the other radio station, and um, the other person was doing the interview. It was for Edinburgh. He did a video for Edinburgh, and then he said, "What do you do?" I said, "I work for a radio station in Glasgow." What? And he shouts to his wife, "Michelin! This young man works for my radio station in Glasgow." Poured me a whiskey. I said, "Can I have a whiskey hey, and lemonade?" Sounded, wow, sounded that like was good as well. He said, he said like... "You can have a whiskey and soda." <laughs> Had the whiskey and soda, and he sat and talked about it. And then he was on the phone a few times. He was uh, he was amazing. Wow! Uh, and he was going to come and do something for us. And I phoned. He says, "Paul, I said I'll call and I'll call." And the phone went down later on. He was brilliant at the time. Though he knew everything about Glasgow, the football. Um, See when he walked into the the dressing room, he, he held himself. Yeah. Oh. So well, wasn't it? Mean? That, that's the biggest thing that I, I seen from him when he walked in. I mean, obviously, a mega, yep. mega famous, but um, he held himself so well. Yep. He was a Hollywood, Hollywood great. You knew. Got to the house was in Marbella, down near Puerto Banus. Got wow. to the door, you, you pressed the gates open, and there was a 
Rolls Royce Corniche there, soft top. Oh. I remember the butler came. It was like something out of Bond. I've no, never seen anything like, like it. It sounds like Barry's house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Could have been in Scotland. It was and, just and, phenomenal. And because he yeah. was James, but he was the James yeah. oh, Bond. He was, he was he the best. He was the yeah. best ever James 100%. Bond. And because of that, I think you know, you just thought Sean Connery is indestructible. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why it hit us all yeah. so with such shock when we found out about his passing. Was he a, was he a good football player? Like, did he join in I, or at Barry now? He played as a, a, as a boy. I mean, I'd never seen him play football, mm. but he did play, didn't he? He did play uh, youth football. I'm not too yep. sure, but yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I didn't know what team he supported, if I'm being honest He was you. a Celtic fan in the early years, because at that time he then... He can't be a, a Celtic fan then, a, a Rangers fan. Well, he was a Celtic fan and then he became a Rangers fan in the David uh, Murray years. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Yeah. Did you know that when he came in Ibrox that he used to be a Celtic fan? No. <laughs> well, he had been. I mean, I think he was. I wouldn't have spoke to him. <laughs> no, he was a legend. Yeah. He was Rob's right. He, he was the James Bond. I preferred Roger Moore. Did you? <laughs> oh, no, you're not. I don't know what Bond. And the postscript I Barry was yeah. that so he won the uh, Oscar for the Untouchables, the best supporting actor. That yeah, I remember. Year. I've seen that. And from the radio station, I sent him a note. I wasn't a great note writer, but I sent him one saying congratulations. There's a few things in it. Six weeks later, the phone goes in reception, saying that's Sean Connery for you. And I thought it was Ross King pretending to be Sean Connery, and it was Sean. And he was on for five, six minutes, and he was talking about different things. He said, "Thank you for the the email." And, and no, it wasn't an email. It was a letter. He was amazing. He was so proud of Scotland and uh, all things Scottish Rob he wanted to talk about things that were going on he was talking about doing a phone he was just yeah, an amazing but a wow. superstar as Barry says yeah. did you meet him Rob? no I've never met him no who's the most famous person you've met? Uh, Polkany <laughs> for you he was taller than I thought oh, he's, he, honestly 6 foot 4 or something yeah, wasn't he he was, he was, I was surprised I mean, he was about 57 at the time I'd, I'd never seen it he was phenomenal yeah. for you who's, who'd be the superstar that you've have you been doing a Rod Stewart's house at Celtic? Gordon Stratton took, took us down for uh, pre-season and uh, on his pitch. So all the boys got changed in his changing rooms and Penny, oops, Mike went off. Yep. Uh, and Penny was walking about. She loved me. Uh, she c- couldn't have stopped staring at Is me and her were catching eyes all the time. Penny Lancaster. Nah, but there was a there was a there was a connection there. You could tell all the boys were saying she really likes you. So um, then we went out and trained on Rod's pitch. We got food and everything. What a day! And he was a hero. Well, he was. Yeah. What was Rod Stewart's old wife? Was it? Rachel, uh, Rachel, 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 Rachel Hunter Rachel Hunter moving on to football matters at the weekend so Rangers win Celtic winning in the cup and Neil Lennon afterwards talking about uh, Celtic's cup success well we've got a cup final to look forward to you know so we can park that for however length of time that'll be and we can concentrate on on this season now um, but it's an, an amazing achievement I don't know how many games that is now in, in cup ties but you know, I think it's their eighth cup final in a row. It's unprecedented, and they've come through with flying colours against all all challenges, difficult games, easy game. You know, you got to take all that into consideration, and you know, applaud the mentality and the character of the team as well as their ability. Amazing consistency, Sai. Oh, they're serial winners, Paul. Yep. You know, if you Aberdeen going into this game, you think what a time to play Celtic for your chance to get to the Scottish Cup final. And these guys who have been criticised for the past three weeks have been lambasted. And that's what they do. They turn up and they win games of football. Big games of football to get in the finals. And that's why they're ultimately they're Celtic, Celtic players. Yeah, he's right. I, I never get carried away with a loss of form. I mm. always knew mm. at some you stage yeah. it was going to come back. Um, it wasn't the full 90 minutes, but I thought, as we, we said previous, I thought once Christie scored that goal, 
they were on a roll for about 20 minutes after that and they dominated so there is signs and there was always going to be signs that they were going to come back and that will give them a lot of confidence I wonder how many of Neil Lennon's critics have gone into hiding <laughs> at this point because uh, I mean we we had a couple of uh, critics on I think it was last Monday yep, uh, we, right. we, we had a couple of guys calling for his head and and you know, yeah, we we hear it, we listen to opinions on the show. We're happy to to listen to any opinions on anything. But I think what we what we do try to be is constructive, mm-hmm. uh, and we 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 argued the point. We put up the case for the defence and all that sort of stuff. But but there's been a lot of people a lot less constructive than that over the last week yeah, or so. I wonder I wonder where they've got to. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if a lot it's to do with social media as well now nowadays. Um, but I, I thought it was ridiculous after look, a, f- a few bad performances we know as footballers we all go through difficult stages and a bit of loss of form good players always come through that and that's what Celtic have got we've got a, a good squad with a lot of good players in it and it was only a matter of time that they would turn the corner yep. well, we asked the question on Friday um, could it be a great season for Rangers and Celtic is that possible no we, I don't, I don't no, think so because no. because I think it all hinges on the, the title doesn't yeah. it? it it all hinges on whether Rangers can win it Rangers don't see it as stopping Celtic they see it as winning the mm-hmm. title for Rangers uh, can Celtic get it to double figures um Th- those two things can't work unfortunately but Sai so, says they could go say Celtic go all the way and win the Europa League yeah but yeah. I, I don't see that happening I, I, you know I take your point quarterfinals semi-finals yeah. I think that would be an amazing achievement for a Scottish team to get that far in a European competition Rangers or Celtic ain't winning in Europe as but, far as I'm concerned if Celtic or Rangers get to to the semi-finals and lose the league it'll not be a successful season for them only one team can be successful this year it's yeah. a team that wins the league deep down ask Neil Lennon Steven Gerrard any of the players at Celtic and Rangers there's only one thing in their mind yeah. this season yeah and that's a league title but I found myself watching that game yesterday thinking here we go again here's Celtic doing what they do best when the trophies are up for grabs when the silverware is available uh, they come on strong and and you know they, they weren't wonderful yesterday but they took a big step towards getting back to their best yeah. 35 winning cup ties on the trot I mean that's frightening I mean, he's had a lot to deal with this season. As we've said, me and Barry, we've been through it with the COVID and players pulling out. It's tough as a manager. If they were playing the way they were and getting the results when he had his best players on the pitch, then yes, judge him. But the things that he's had to put up with this season, he's came at the other side and look at the performance they're going to put on yesterday against a good Aberdeen team. Um, and I fully think the players are behind Neil Lennon. I think all these rumours are all the nonsense. Sometimes players just go through a bad, bit of bad form. He's got them back on the pitch. I fully expect them to go on a right good run there. Well, the proof in the pudding is when the players step out on the pitch. Yeah. And I thought I seen on Thursday night against Leo, and what I seen against Aberdeen, it's clear that the the players are fighting for him. Yeah. And working hard for him. So uh, I was never in any doubt that, as I said, everybody goes through tough times at, at stages in the season, and that was a tough week or ten days for Celtic. But I always maintained that they would always come through it. So side Leo could have been a turning point to go two up. They, had, they hadn't moved at that pace. You know, the, the slow build-up that you've been going on about for weeks, it wasn't there against Lille at the beginning. No, it wasn't. Because that's... Uh, you had the players on the pitch who could play his style of football. Yeah. As I say, we... At Peterhead, it's the same. We, we played... The, the season started really well with a striker up yeah. front. 4-3-3, we beat Dundee United, we beat Brecon. The striker gets injured, we need to bring another striker in who cannot play that same way. So you then need to change your style of play, which might not suit a midfield player that you've got. And before you know it, you're in between. And that's the worst thing you could be as a team and a manager. And that's why I felt for Neil Lennon. As I say, he wants to get the ball forward quick. When you've got guys like Edward in the team and Roger, you can do that. When you don't, it's tough and then you need to change. Uh, and they never done that well. And I think that's where Rangers have been better than Celtic. When they've had to change personnel, they've dealt with it better. 
Well, that's what uh, Stephen Gerrard's speaking about, the momentum in the squad. Look, we're in a good place. We're playing well. Confidence is high. Beliefs, beliefs there. But we know this is going to be a very difficult season. There's going to be challenges coming every three, four days. And we need to be ready for them. You know, it's too early to be getting ahead of ourselves. There's a lot of tough, good sides that we've got to play against and get results against. So, um, really happy and proud where we are right now. But tons and tons of work to do. A lot ahead. Yep. yep, and I like that comment he made at the end. There's tons and tons of work still to uh, go. And, and that's the way you've got to be. Listen, as I said, they're, they're in a, a great place just now, but don't get carried away. Don't be overconfident. I just I, I just feel there's a good confidence in the in the squad. When you hear the manager speak there, he speaks really well. Well, I think he speaks well all the time. But what the difference is, I'm seeing players when they're coming out and doing the media after games, it's the way that they're being respectful and, listen, we're taking it one game at a time. That's the way you've got to go ahead. I think we've got the most amazing title race yeah. ahead of us. Um, I think prior to you know prior to the weekend, I, I, I wondered. Celtic have answered a lot of questions for me yesterday. Rangers nine ahead. Celtic was two in hand. Um, I think it's going to be nip and tuck right down to the wire this season. Let, let's hope the let's hope we can finish the season because uh, because I think the the climax to it could be spectacular. And then you see, and this is why with Jones and Edmondson, he'll be so frustrated because you, you've seen across the city how it's affected Celtic people getting COVID, players being it. If that was to happen to Rangers, and then you go through this bad patch, and that's the last thing that Stephen Gerrard wants. If you're going to lose the league, you want to lose it on no playing well on the pitch. Mm-hmm. No fair guys going out and getting COVID. So you'll be absolutely raging with that and you'll hope that it doesn't spread through his team because we've seen what Celtic will come through this now and they'll be stronger for it. You know, they've received criticism as a team. They'll be in team meetings saying, look what it's been, he's been said, he's been saying about us. It'll bring them closer together and even more determined to go on and win the league. I'm excited about it. Mm. I, I do think it's going to go right down to the wire. Um, do you think it'll go down at the Celtic and Rangers games? No, I think it'll be the other games. I think the games kind of take care of themselves. I, I, I think... Previous seasons, Rangers have struggled against likes of your Kilmarnocks and, and Livingston's away. And, and even at home at times when Hamilton Ackies came to Ibrox last year, they struggled to break them down. But I can't um, see that happening this year, no, Barry. I, I, I don't see it happening, yeah. if I'm being honest with you. It's still early, but I, I, I'm I'm more than confident that, that there's a different mindset about them um, this season. But also, the good thing that Rangers have got, they've got the points on the board. Now the pressure... They've done right there across to the city. You've got two games. I fully expect Celtic to win the two games in hand. Yeah. What would you say if I said Bonnie Rig Rose? Yep. Uh, the maroon, same as the hairs. Yeah. The colours. Uh, yeah. Sean, Sean Connery that played, was his played club. for them. Did oh, he? Well that, done. That was the team he played for. Yeah. I should have known that because I was, I was actually there. I was at I was at their place in the right. for a live Scottish Cup tie last season. Wow. And actually, his picture was up on the wall, so I should have known that. What well, position did he play? <laughs> Uh, Anyone he fancied I think He wore number 7 007 (laughs) The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Si you ready for round 2? Cannot wait Cannot wait How are we doing for the countdown to the big match which we reckon is next week Peterhead against Kelty Hearts Well we got a win we got our first win Saturday so 2-0 Yeah we play Montrose at home hopefully we can get a win there then Two wins on the back going into Barry's full of confidence. Can I wait? That's not what I asked you. How's the injury? Oh, my injury? Yeah. Uh, ugh, maybe a couple of weeks. Really? I'll try and get myself back for that Kelly yeah. game. But then I also didn't want to play and have a beast and he slaughters me on mm-hmm. here for it. <laughs> Barry, what about the conditions at Strathclyde Park where you were? Uh, the team were playing on Saturday? Horrendous. Um, it's one thing, listen, I don't mind rain um, or whatever, but playing in wind yeah. it just ruins a game of football it, it was tough it wasn't a great game but you know what strip it back it's three points that's the main thing that's all that matters mate. Yep, that's all that matters our, our 
Our wind was bad as well. Our goalkeeper was taking a goal kick and our centre half was heading it. <laughs> See, I swear, so he's kicking out and the wind was bringing it right back uh, and he would go and head yeah. it. Uh-huh. Farcical, it should, the game should have been called off, to be honest. But I, I think there's got to be a rule in place where a, a certain mile per hour it, it goes over, right? Just no football. Ah, it ruins c- a game. Ah, come on. We've got, <laughs> play, got to get games played at the moment. Sorry. Yeah. Because get it on the uh, deck. Because when do you get the ball on the deck, Paul? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you have to. Uh-huh. Yep. What was it Brian Clough said if it was meant to be playing there, there'd be grass on the clouds? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get it done and play, mate. Barry, what about the COVID restrictions? I'm actually way I play. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough for the players, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, the players still had to stand outside. Those who were on the, the on the bench. Yeah, uh, that, that's yeah. one of the, the rules at our game. Is um, we had dugouts, but there was only two people allowed in the dugout, and the, the players had to stand at the side um, against the rain and the wind. They were absolute. So I turned round twenty minutes into the game. They were absolute soaked. I don't understand it. There was two stands across from the dugouts where the players could easily, easily went, went in and, and sat there um, out the wind and rain but for some odd reason there was rules in place that our players and to be fair Caledonian Braves players had to do the same sure so what was it like at Broadwood no, good, good facilities there yeah I need yeah. to give credit how was Clyde, the wind tunnel the wind tunnel was bad but I need to give Clyde credit that's the best we've been you know in terms of dressing rooms and, and how they looked after the boys really helped Clyde um our players sat in the stand as Barry said their subs when me, Jim and Davey stood on the side so three of us got in the dugout again Barry saying the only two for his three foot I mean what is the actual rules are they just making it up yep. yeah so why is he I mean I, I'm standing as I says watching my substitutes and also uh, the, the opposition substitutes I mean and there's two stands across for us I don't see the reason why um, they couldn't go in both stands one was obviously for Caledonian Braves their board members mm-hmm. and the other stand was for our board members but there was still Plenty enough seats there for the guys to go and be out the the elements because they were they were absolutely soaked and drenched. Get the board members in the rain and get the subs up in the stand because exactly. uh-huh. they have to go and play. Exactly. What do you think? Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred or come on the socials at Go Football Show. Right, quick fire questions. You ready? We've got some uh, questions here from social media. Harry Elder is asking, where do you think Hearts would finish if they were in the top wow. flight? Where would they finish? Rob McLean. Um, I think Hearts would um, beat relegation, but bottom half. Right, wow. like, like last year, obviously they, yeah. they plummeted, yeah. um, but they always said they would have come back. So you think they would still they yeah. would, they'd yeah. struggle? Okay, yeah. 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 I think Hearts would finish fourth or fifth. I think I got slotted for this last year. I think Hearts have got maybe the third or fourth best squad in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. at their goalkeeper. Two centre forwards, Boyce and Naismith, yeah. Halliday, great experience. I think. I, I li- by the way, I like Robbie Nielsen as a manager. Mm-hmm. I thought he got the better of Jack Ross on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone raves about Jack Ross just now, but anywhere Robbie Nielsen's been in Scotland, all right, MK Dons, never done great. He does always does a good job, uh, and I, I really like Hearts this year. I thought Stephen Naismith made a difference. Yeah, when he came when on, came on. Oh, he you could see his yeah. experience, and, uh, and Naismith's a real good footballer. And Peter Harding as well. I think is yeah. a big, big player one. for yeah. them as well. When he, he was out, they, they came up. Well, they both came on at the same time in yeah. that game on on Saturday, and that that was kind of the turning point for Hearts. I think. Yep, definitely. Me top six Hearts. Barry, tell us about Stephen Naismith. The qualities that you that, that we've all seen over the years. He's still got it. He must be what thirty two. Yeah, really. No, he's older than that. Thirty four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, really quiet off the pitch. When he crossed that white line, he was a different animal. Mm. Stephen Naismith, um, constantly, like um, I like a moaner. He was moaning, it's but quite, he just quite high pitched as well, isn't he? Yeah, but just desperate to win, and I loved it. And the biggest thing for me was he had real quality as well. His mm. movement was great. Um, I thought he was a an excellent player, Stephen Naismith. Can I, can I rethink my bottom half? No. <laughs> <laughs> but for Hibs playing yeah. against a team that have only played two games this year, and yeah. you've played twelve, I thought it was a terrible result for Hibs. Eh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
the form they've been in going up against their biggest rivals as I say they've only played two games this year Andy Halliday's only played about three weeks ten, three weeks of football he cramped for, up there cramped up uh-huh. and no surprise what a chance yeah. for Hibs to get to a, a, a final and totally thrown it away is that the draw Celtic would have wanted Hearts rather than Hibs I don't think they'd bother I, I, I don't think they would bother the main thing for them is getting in the final and whoever they were playing I don't think they would care about it um, if you'd want to say what do you think is going to happen in the final I, I, I think Celtic will be far too strong Mm-hmm. Especially with what's up for grabs. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. December the twentieth for the final. Rob, you can't change your mind. You've still got hearts down at the lower. Really? Do I have to stick part? with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cy and Barry going against you there. Right. Josh has been on. Do Rangers have the mentality to win the league, or are Celtic too strong with the players returning? Cy. Hard question answering. Mm. So Do far, Rangers so have the far you would have to say yes. Yeah. As we say, Sunday was a massive test for them, considering the, the results they've had in the past. And I, I'll be honest, I think they look like a, a different side, Rangers. And, and people say about summer signings, it's not for me because I think summer signings have done okay. But the thing that Rangers have got better is they've learned from their mistakes for last year in terms of coaching wise and, and the players. And I think Rangers right now are flying. And something needs to stop them. Who's going to do that? I need to be honest, I can't see anyone doing it. At some stage throughout the season, they're going to come up with a sticky result somewhere. It's how you react. It's happened twice this season. One at Livingston, one at Hibernian, and they've reacted in the right manner. Um, and that that's the difference as well for me, when both performances there weren't at the levels that you would expect. They've come back and won the following game. If that was Rangers last season, I don't think they would have come back and won that game. So... Look, there's a long way to go. It's still early doors, but people are, are asking um, things like that. But in this moment in time, they're in a good place. But again, Celtic, you've seen signs that they're back to what they're, they're capable of doing. I think you're talking a massively improved Rangers against a Celtic team who've got the winning habit and the winning mentality. I mean, it's really, I think, really tight to call. I, I think... As Barry said already, I think it's going right down oh, to the wire. Yes. Rob, what did you think? I see the manager said, obviously a few of the Kelly players are not Rangers fans. <laughs> <laughs> they, should, they should be Kelly fans on and the day. And why is that? Because they were kicking them? That was one of the comments I saw afterwards. Yeah, I was laughing at that oh, when yeah. I said yeah. that. Yeah. I, think, I think you know who he was talking about, didn't you? Who? And the command look team? Yeah. Who do you think? The current power? Yes. Oh. Who I think are very good players. Yeah, they're really. Yeah, yeah. Like, power, you're, you're not going to get kick everyone. Yeah, you're yeah, not going to get. You're not going to get an easy ride against those two. No, look, I, I like the two of them. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was their best game, Power and Dicker, but you would have them. I, I think they're very underrated players. They too, I yeah. like them. Yeah, I'm surprised that a Hibs or an Aberdeen yeah. or a Hearts have not came and took Power and Dicker at the end of contract because mm-hmm. I think they can they can go and play for a club like that. Barry, your old yeah. teammate Neil McCann. He said Rangers are better without the fans. That's been one of the factors this year. I know we've asked you about it before. What would you say to Neil about that? Yeah, I, I spoke to Neil about it um, last week when I was doing the, the Rangers Livy game. Um, I, I can see where he's coming from. But for me as a footballer, you want to play in front of fans, but I can understand the pressures that come with that as well because they're real demanding. If mm. you're not playing at the top of your game, the first thing the Rangers fans will demand from you. Um did that affect the players last season? It certainly did. Um, do I think it would affect them this season? No, I, I really don't. I don't. I think there's a different mindset, as I keep saying about this squad. So can do you, you think can, Steven Gerrard would want the fans back in? Well, everybody oh, yeah. wants the fans back in, don't they? I mean, but even though know. they're flying without them, Rob? Well, 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, can can you be can you be more concentrated on your football without all the extraneous noise? It's not going to happen for a while anyway, is it? I think it's much easier to play without any fans. Definitely, I can see it in my players. You know, people are taking more risks. They're more confident. Um, and you see in players when you're criticised for fans, some boys go under. There's no doubt about it for me. Maybe not on Barry's day, but these days especially, I think handling criticism is a part of being why you're a Celtic and Rangers player. Barry, so you, you love the, feeding off the crowd. Yeah, but in my, on my that team just day, now, yeah. Kelty Hearts, mm-hmm. I think we're struggling without the fans. Right. Our players, that we've got a good um, fan base, we, we get good crowds at our game, and I think our players like that kind of pressure mm-hmm. or, or feed off the, the noise of the fans so I see but look it happens both ways Si saying that some of his players are, are being more risky some of my players are struggling a wee bit mm-hmm. in terms of they, they like the atmosphere in the small grounds I was listening to Jason Leach at the weekend and and hearing a, a little bit of encouragement I think for, for some some smaller teams what's he saying uh, getting getting some fans back Hope in so. I mean he was you know it, it's not going to happen tomorrow you know it's it's not that close but he was holding out some some encouragement that that starting with the smaller clubs up, we can get some we can get some fans back in I soon, and so. and that would just be fantastic. And I think we got some encouraging news. Our chairman was telling us that he thinks it's not too far off of us getting fans in, which would be massive for us. We're yeah. we're desperately needing it, yeah. um, as you know. So many people got laid off last week, so the sooner we can get in, be not just for the for the for the team and the players, but for the city. Could the you time. get some of those people back? Some of those part time. Well, some of the, some of the fans in? have actually said, Rob, if I'm going to be playing, they'd rather stay away. Ah, <laughs> your manager said, you know, you're probably one of the best players in in the team. I think he's back on a drink, though, Paul. So <laughs> <laughs> we need the fans back. You see, yeah, we but, do, don't we? But Rob's just yeah. said they're yeah. even at lower level just to yeah. get even. A third of their, their capacity in. But can I to ask you a serious question, Barry? Would you take the fans not being back if it means Rangers play better? Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? So if they're playing like this just now and there's a wee chance that if the crowd come back, their form could turn, would you just keep the fans away? No, I would want fans back in. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't like watching. I don't know about you. See, when I'm watching it on the TV, I mean, I'm watching the, the Hibs Hearts yeah. semi final. And I'm watching the Celtic Aberdeen game, and then obviously Kelly and Rangers. It's it's just it's, it's not, not the same. same. Yeah, mm. I don't enjoy it. I really don't. I, and I'll be honest with you, if I was playing, I think I would struggle. Mm-hmm. Rob, you're doing Benfica against Rangers on Thursday night. There will be fans there. In fact, Benfica were hoping. No, the, no there won't. Oh, they're not going well, to be. I, I read something ah, today well, right? that they had they had fans at their last game. Yes. Um, and they were hoping to have twenty thousand. That's right. Yeah. But but they're not only are oh. they not going to have twenty thousand, they're not going to have any on Thursday. So so I guess that's that's a blow to them because they've actually become used to the idea of having some fans around. So that's it, breaking it, news. Breaking news on so go ra- on the why, go why are they not having it, Rob? Why is it? It's it's just the local authorities and the and the Portuguese government um, basically overriding the the football decision and too many know, cases yeah yep. yeah so they, they'd maybe four or five thousand last time around and they were hoping to have twenty thousand uh, on Thursday but it's actually going to be empty Thursday night it'll be Benfica Rangers at five to six and then Celtic Sparta Prague at eight and uh, with us we'll have Craig Moore former Rangers and Australia star and Davy Proven former Celtic Scotland and Sky Sports so uh, big week as well tomorrow night Rob in the studio with you yeah, tomorrow night. Uh, and the Scotland got, squad tomorrow. Yep, yep. Dar- we've got Darren D and Stephen Cragen here in the studio tomorrow night. And yeah, Stevie Clark's going to name a Scotland squad. It's going to be interesting. Is Craig Gordon going to be in there? Could Lee Griffiths be in there? A few yeah. questions to be answered tomorrow. Let's come back to that. Can we take some calls now, guys? Cammy is on the line. A Rangers fan is on. Cammy, good evening. 
Uh, good evening. Thanks for calling. Cammy, what do you want to ask? Uh, I just want to ask everybody who's been our like, most impressed player this season. For Rangers? Yeah. Uh, most impressed. Uh, no, just oh, throughout the league. In general, what, what about you? Who would you say? I'm thinking with Ferguson and uh, I think mean, I like Ken Barisic being pretty strong, I would say. And if this was about four weeks ago, you probably would have been saying Ryan Kent. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would be saying Ryan Kent. And in pre season, I would say Hadji, but he has been really kicked home. But uh, pre- I think Lewis Ferguson's up there. Lewis uh, Ferguson. Mm. Barry, your nephew. Yeah, obviously he's a da. A great start to the season. He's got his uncle's ability, hasn't he? Yeah, more ability than his uncle, um, and I hope he does better than me. But he, no, he's he's definitely had a a great start to the season. He was quiet yesterday mm-hmm. um, in the in the Celtic game. Um, he'd probably be disappointed in that. But for me, the, the most impressed by me is I take a lot of things into con- uh, consideration. It's probably Tavernier. Mm-hmm. Just the way that he's, he's led his team with the front. Um, he's been a real leader. He stepped up at crucial times to score crucial penalties and win games of football. So he's probably the one that's caught the eye for me for not just his performances, but being a proper leader. OK, James Tavernier. Si, before we ask you, uh, Lewis Ferguson, I saw some of the papers were saying, is he a future replacement for Scott Brown at Celtic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, but I'd Thank love God to see him. Ask me that. I'd love to see him and Derek sitting watching him at Celtic Park. That would be brilliant. Wouldn't it? Um, for me, it would be yeah. It's hard to argue to Werner. What I like about him is that he's went even at that old old age. What is he? Twenty eight to Werner. He's just turned twenty nine. You know, he's not just happy with being the player that he is. He's went and improved defensively, which I think's a, a massive credit to him. He could have just rested on being a good attacking fullback. For me, he's went away and came back, and he's a much better defender now. He looks a more all round player, as Barry says. He's added that leadership, and I think his use of the ball has been much better as well. Okay. Uh, other than that, Kevin Nisbet for me, I think mm-hmm. he's came up and, mm-hmm. and been a breath of fresh air in the Premier League. I really like him as a player. Yep, Rob. I think James Tavernier has been an absolute standout so far this season. I mean, as you say, Paul, if you'd looked at this maybe six weeks into the season, you'd have said Ryan Kent was a, a stick on to be the top player. But over the piece, right the way through, he's getting better and better and better all the time as captain, um, as as in in the position. Uh, the goals he's scored and that asking price uh, we've, we've tried to pin Barry down a few times on a, on a value for James Tavernier that must be just going up all the time last, see last year uh, if you were playing Rangers your, your, your game plan would be to play on Tavernier yeah, defensively I watched him closely yesterday yeah. say, again in terms of not just going forward but see defensively I, I was really impressed yeah. with him defensively I thought the, the shape of the Rangers back four was really good but his positional sense at times was excellent and that's something that a lot of people labelled against him mm-hmm. he wasn't um, his strongest point but I think slowly but surely he's really improving on that side of things Cammy, can we ask you Josh was on earlier a Rangers fan asking do they have the mentality to win the league what do you think? Uh, um, I think they do but it's too early to say they've done the great huh? but you've been I coached hope, I hope Rangers won yeah, of course you do. Yeah, but you've been coached. Take it easy. You know, don't don't make any rash promises. It's only the first few days in November. That seems to be what's happening, Barry. Everyone's playing yeah. a team game, apart from obviously the headline this afternoon about Edmonton and Jordan Jones, and that's what's so disappointing from a Rangers' point of view. Yeah, everything's been rosy in the garden, um, and then obviously that this news breaks four or five hours ago, which is going to be disappointing. But listen, Rangers, will, uh, they come out with a statement, and it, it was a, a strong statement, and I'm sure. The manager um, will discipline them and hopefully 
um, they can move on quickly um, and learn their lessons quickly because things, as I said, has been going really well. And this is the last thing you need, a, a distraction like this. But Rangers have learned through their mistakes, haven't they? Even in the way they talk, you know, the way the manager speaks, I think after the Celtic game they were getting very, they got carried away last year, I think he don't really admit 100%. that. And you know, he's learned from that. And on the pitch, as we say, he's seen a weakness in their defence and, and they've learned from it. And that's a sign of a good team and a good good management team. But I just wonder, I mean, because of what you said there, Paul, the fact that everything else in the garden is rosy at the moment, that might be the thing that takes Stephen Gerrard from disappointed, as you said, Barry, to angry mm. the, the, the very fact that um, things are really solid at the moment he's, say, he's sending out all the right messages Stephen Gerrard and what he says Rangers are sending out all the right messages on the pitch and this is just a th- this sows seeds of doubt about the word discipline at Rangers doesn't it and about, about player responsibility yeah. when this sort of thing can happen and there's a big word that I keep using trust mm. you've got to trust your players You've got to trust your players when they, they leave the premises, whether it's a home game at Ibrox or whether it's at training ground. You've got to trust them to stick to the protocols and the guidelines that have been issued by the club. That'll be. I, I think he would have been angry as soon as he heard the news, but I think if he lets it settle, I think it would be more disappointed in them that he has obviously sat down with them and gave them all these... Um, protocols and, and whatever you want to call it and these guys have went and broke it that, that's that, that's disappointing for me Coming from the heart of Glasgow it's Glasgow's own Go Radio 150,000 on the podcast side we mentioned it on Friday and it's going up it's good isn't it? We're flying Remember? absolutely flying that'll be at a million in their time believe me my partner keeps up the way it is we'll be at a million in their time <laughs> <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show Let's go Paul Cooney with Rob McLean, Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson here on Monday night. On every night this week, Monday to Friday, 5 till 7. And Barry, you're enjoying the three nights a week. We're delighted we have you Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, buzzing. Love, look forward to my Monday and Wednesday and Friday nights. Monday and Fridays especially. Uh, yeah. Yes, Baz. Love that for you. Because Dex beside me. <laughs> Can I just ask something? Yeah. That Frank McAvenny advert, who was, hold, who, was, who was holding him hostage while he was talking? <laughs> I heard that just before I came into the studios. It's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> 0800 17 17 700, the Go Radio football show. Give us your calls. Uh, will we take more of a fact? Rob, we want to mention a big weekend for Caroline. Caroline Weir. Yeah, Caroline Weir, the Scotland player, uh, an FA Cup winner in England with Manchester City against Everton. Um, I think Claire Emsley, her Scotland teammate, was on the other side. They were both on the same side last season. But Caroline Weir, a winner again. Great achievement. What a player. Yep. Let's hear from the managers one more time. Uh, Neil Lennon. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, the ones coming in, Edward, Beaton... You know, Rajik thought they all contributed brilliantly to the, the team. Two wide men were fantastic, you know, scored two great goals. And I thought we could, you know, maybe should have been one or two more up first half. And then, you know, second half, you could just see we started getting a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued, kicking in. And all we, we had to see the game out, and we did that comfortably. Scott Bain was very solid, very assured. You know, it's nice to keep a clean sheet as well. So this weekend they have Motherwell uh, Before that on Thursday Celtic against Sparta Prague Si what do you make of it there What he was saying about the players Edouard back in Played some of the match yesterday Yeah he's so important I think you see he gives everyone such a lift You know he's that, he's that talisman for Celtic isn't he? Griffiths and uh, Yeti are good players But Edward is the standout player 
Um, and, and just on that Neil Lennon as I said he'll be using all this everything that's happened in the past two weeks the things people have been saying I know what he's like you'll be creating a sage mentality in, in, in the dressing room um, and I think they'll have too much for Motherwell at the weekend I really do I think they'll really kick on now Celtic I think he'll go with the, t- the same team with Roderick and Edward up and I just think they two on top form will be too much for, for teams in Scotland Paul on social media has been asking that question has he found the starting 11 that he would use if he could? Yeah I think it's one that played Saturday mm-hmm. you know with Roderick off Edward um, maybe when Forrest fit I think Forrest comes into the team um, maybe ahead of El Yunusi but um, and maybe a centre half of Ayers fit but for me I would stick with Beaton as we've said he's been very impressive not just on uh, the weekend I think before he was out with Covid Beaton was Celtic's best defender this season so I don't think he's too far off he's, he's best to love him I see Ayer was named in the Norwegian squad today yeah. and El Yunusi as well so that probably indicates that uh, Chris Ayer is not too far away from, mm. from coming back whether he plays or not is another matter but, but Neil Lennon wants everyone available just yeah. to deepen the squad doesn't I wouldn't have thought Rob would you I think it's no. been chopped and changed too yeah. many yeah, times yeah, absolutely. you've yeah, got a clean sheet there yet stick with it that's yeah. been part of the problem Yeah, you knew it was going to happen when he came out with his interview last Tuesday he came out fighting mm-hmm. And you knew that. I mean, I said it on Wednesday. I thought they would they would go and get something over in Lille, and um, I thought they were good and really good in the first half. In fact, and um, they carried that on into into Sunday for twenty minutes. So there was no doubt that they were going to come back at some yeah. stage. And uh, look, what the Rangers guys will be doing in that dressing room will be speaking about it. Listen, don't get carried away. We know they're going to come back. They've done it for a number of years. Yeah, and there's and there's a lot more to come back as well. Not not just in terms of other personnel like James Forrest coming in, but the likes of Odson Edward. We haven't really spoken much about his contribution yesterday. Mm. But but even even though he didn't score, just just his movement and just being part of that front four makes a real difference to Celtic. That there's heaps to come from him. There's more to come from Ryan Christie, who's getting stronger yeah. and stronger. I mean Neil Lennon alluding to to the fact they tired a little bit late on so they're going to get stronger physically stronger apart from anything else Celtic are on the way back you could just see what Edward yesterday Aberdeen players didn't want to get too tight to him they were terrified him they didn't know whether to go tight or whether to stay off and uh, Taylor I thought for the, f- the second goal you kind of let Edson Odwa- uh, sorry Edson Edward get turned brother, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he's got that quality and he finds Roderick who then finds El Yunusi at the back post what Andy Constein's doing I'll uh, never it know comes the start I think Hoban doesn't, doesn't get, get tight enough yet. He jogs out to hmm. Roger. Yep. And you can get away with that with guys like Yeti, but yep. no with Roger and Edward. But then when the cross comes over, I, I, I'm thinking, right, Considine's going to header it back where he, where the ball came from. It's some and ball though. It's some ball from Roger. He's dug it out because he's, ta- he's taken Joe but, Lewis completely out of the game. Yeah. That's what we're saying, Rob. But that's what he brings. Mm, he brings that wee bit of quality, that wee yeah. bit of magic at times. Yeah. Joe Lewis was gutted afterwards, wasn't he? I saw, yeah. saw some of the interviews and yeah. you could tell they thought that they would do something and they had every right to think so. Yeah, he was devastated. Uh, he, he was about as low as anyone, I think, in the Aberdeen team. And, and it's that feeling of having been there before mm. uh, and getting steamrollered by, by Celtic. It, it's, it's happened regularly to Aberdeen semi-finals and yeah. finals. That, that's the thing that, that Derek will be scratching his head with. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen how frustrated he was in the first half mm-hmm. on the sidelines yeah. once that second goal went in I think the camera panned to him and it's like oh, here we go again it's mm-hmm. the, the usual when we get show a good bit of forum we come up in a big game and they don't produce that's the thing yeah. that'll be killing Derek just now for, like, me, for me though Barry it, it, it was less about belief because I think they started well enough and could have scored yep. and had they scored mm-hmm. it, might, it might just have been a different game it wasn't about belief I think overall it was just about quality yep, yeah and it was when the first goal went in it just looked at Aberdeen sank they went deeper they, they, they were all out of position it looked of it really it affected them yeah. that first goal was where what happened the previous week at Petaudry 
it galvanised them a bit they, yeah. they went and they, they thought to themselves right listen we can get back they, be, they believed that they could get back to the game last week mm. I thought there was no belief in them in the first half a bit better in the second half as Derek said in his uh, after match press, uh, presser but he'll be really disappointed with that you need to give Neil Lennon credit as well because lesser managers and, and guys could have crumbled the last two weeks yep. and all these fans that were asking for guys like Eddie Howe and, and Jack Ross they, they wouldn't have been able to deal with that sort of pressure that, that Neil Lennon's been under the past two weeks. The thing, thing is, though, Si, Neil Lennon has heard it all before. Yeah. yeah. And he's bounced back from and, it before. And si, you but said does it ever get to a stage where you think, can't be bothered with this anymore? The money, I wouldn't have blamed him. See if, yeah. he, see if he, he just said, oh, I've had enough, I'm, I'm out of here. Because um, I thought it was well over the top yeah. somehow. Yeah. I mean, listen, when you, you play at big clubs, you're expected to win every single game. He gets that. It's the same at Rangers, it's the same at Celtic. But as I keep saying, they're only human. Players go through bad stages throughout the season. You have bad results. It's the reaction that you look for. And they've gave a reaction in the last couple of games. That, 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 yeah. that must be inspiring, though, for the players who are playing for him, seeing how he, as an individual, responds to all that stuff. A lot of, a lot of it is way over the top. It gets really personal. Mm. And um, he criticised them. Yeah, I mean, some people thought that was the problem yeah. that because he criticised players well, he, who looked as though they wanted to be elsewhere. Well, see when a manager coming out like that, and uh, I think it was his press on the Tuesday, yeah. he comes out. Yeah. That's a sign of him saying, "Right, you coming into trenches with me? You ready to go? Because mm. we're getting a bit of stick here. Who's going to stand up?" That's what you want for a manager. Yep. Yeah. You don't want a manager hiding behind things and, and blaming other things. He, he, he didn't. He was open and honest. Mm. It's not good enough, mm. but. It's how you, do you get a reaction. Right, some more questions for you. Rio is on saying, is Lee Griffiths a better scorer than Edward? Rob? Um, good question. Difficult um, question, isn't I it? I mean, they're, they're, both, they're both massive for Celtic and uh, fitness permitting um, will be crucial in this whole title race. Um, I think ideally Celtic will want those two up together, playing yeah. up front alongside each other. I think Griffiths is a better finisher. I think he strikes a ball better than Edward, but I think all round... Edward's a better footballer for, for me. He's yeah. got more ease game. More natural goal scorer, Lee Griffiths. Yeah. Edward's got everything in, in the game. He, he can score goals, but technically he is he's at a different level. But Lee Griffiths, you gave him a, a sight of goal nine times out of ten, it's in the back of the net. They're a good combination together, aren't they? I think we've seen that in the last that, six months. Do you months. think he'll try and get them together? But that's the thing, if you are going to get them now, you need to go back to a three at the back <laughs> again. And then all, your not problem, all your problems start again, so I think go. it'll be one or the other just now. Yeah. Alright, what do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700. And we're on the socials at the Go Football Show. Rob, it's half-time at the Cottage uh, and Fulham are two is that, up. Is that Craven Cottage? <laughs> but it's known as the Cottage in the Trade, isn't it? Yeah, Fulham yeah. two up at half-time. I can't quite get used to these Premier League games that, that are kicking off at this time to be honest here there and everywhere and tonight Leeds against uh, Leicester oh, City look forward yep. to that one oh, Leeds, I love watching it Man United go and get Bielsa talk, going to talk to him about Man United terrible but I, I could not <laughs> believe what I was watching I, I thought Roy Keane after the game was bang on yeah. 100% what did he bang say? on what did he know say where do you want me where do you want me to start did he just go through them no but yeah. it, do you know what it's always the manager right and I get that the manager sets a team out a certain way but I'm looking at that as Man United players and it's like they, they, they just think they, need, they can turn up uh, he, he, he work hard yeah. he, he was saying do you really need the manager to motivate, to, to motivate you for, mm. for I totally play, get that. playing for Manchester United yep. finding enthusiasm I mean it's crazy and he, he made a good point as well because we were talking about it earlier about the fans 
You're in Old Trafford. Yeah, look yeah. about the stadium you're playing in. Yeah. But it's funny, isn't it? Because see, last, see at the weekend there, I've never seen any praise for Neil Lennon saying it was Neil Lennon that won the games. But see, when they're losing, it's the manager's fault. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Fair point. Yep. It's a good point. But they, they look, uh, I, I don't know, it's just no Man United. No. Yeah. Guys like Pog, Pogba and that, just. He frustrates me. I think me. of Keenan, Scholes, and Beckham and Giggs and he swans about it. If, there's not, there's not the only one that, There's five, five or six of them That just yeah. Jogging about Playing for Man United mm. Blows your mind mm-hmm. Absolutely But they, they, it's going to be hard For him to get rid of These sort of guys They're on Two or three year yeah. contracts Left And they're on I don't know what They're on 100 150, 200 grand a week. He's, he's, too, ni- he's too nice a guy. I mean, I've come across him uh, directly because he was he was in charge at Molda and Hibs played over there a couple right. of seasons yeah. ago in European football. And, and he is the nicest guy in the world. But sometimes you need a bit of nasty to go with the nice. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's got you it. See, you see him laughing when they're getting beat. I just he goes on and shakes his players' hands after defeat. I would be getting them in that dressing room and absolutely going through them. He's got big decisions to make. Yeah, he, he might need to drop a, a couple of the, the big hitters. Pogba. If you want to yeah. call them that, he needs to get a, a formation and he needs to get a group of players who he can trust. And, and what's 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 infuriating about it is that now and again they're coming up with great results, mm. like winning at winning at, yeah. winning at PSG, and then they slump back into a really bad performance in the English Premier League. They're going to struggle to make the top four, aren't they? Yeah, I kind of see them making top four this year. Here's my wee tip for you: Tottenham for the title. Eh? And what I love about Mourinho is, is what is what Solskjaer needs to do. Yeah. Guy like Deli Ali, who's been the, one of their better players for the, the last three years, was undroppable. Mourinho's just if you're not doing it, move aside. Are you watching all or nothing? I know I've asked. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm really into yeah. it. Good. Are you, are you following? Are you following Jose's Instagram? How good is his Instagram? <laughs> who's taking that yeah. picture of him on the bus? Brilliant, isn't it? I know. And do you see, there's a Hearts documentary coming out on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Do they things ever work well? I think every team that's done a documentary has been relegated, didn't they? I was waiting for the tagline. Is there one? Yeah. Uh, there's one on Monday. On Hearts? Yeah. Last season when they got relegated. Oh, what's oh. this one? Uh, BBC Scotland. Yeah, all right. Looking good. forward to what? it. Because well, they did it with Sunderland, obviously. Sunderland till I die, which that was, was amazing. That, that was a good watch as well. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed that. Martin I mean, Bain featured especially the first yeah, time your, your old chief exec. I mean, yeah. What was the guy? I How funny is it? Was it when you... Who's the big guy on the big money? He was at Man, Man City. Rodwell. Oh, yeah. Rodwell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just tri- sat tight, didn't he? On, uh, on I'm, his not moving. Wages. <laughs> I'm not moving anywhere. But the Cairo yeah. chamber, does any of the players use it? No, Martin Bain, <laughs> Martin Bain goes <laughs> in there. <laughs> the chief exec's in there. Nobody, there was a big swimming pool. Nobody used the swimming pool apart yeah. from Martin, Martin Bain. Martin Bain. <laughs> <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I, I, saw, I saw a little clip of the, the, the trailer for the, for the Hearts documentary, Craig Levine saying, uh, you know, that he was obviously in the midst of it all, he was sacked yeah. by, by Ann Budge. Um, but he was, and he was saying it on the radio at the weekend as well. He still absolutely adores Anne Budge, but you know, obviously, it broke him in pieces when he was sa- sacked by her. But, but, but he still admires her. It went on for too long, didn't uh, it? I, I like. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I like him. I, I've met him a, a number of times, Craig Levine. Yeah, me too. He's, I, been, he's been on the show as well, and, yep. he, and he's really, he's really forthright and honest. Yeah, I, I, I just I thought that. it was a good fit. The director of football. Why come back mm-hmm. in? Why come back into the management? Maybe he missed it, but I just thought it was the wrong decision from him. Why yeah. didn't they just go and get Robbie Nielsen when Craig Levine left? Why did they wait till the summer? Why did they appoint Stendhal? If you, you'd known that he was your man that you'd wanted. Yep. All just, good questions. Yeah, yep. there you go. We've got more questions coming in a moment or two. Who's going to win tonight? Leicester going to win or is it going to be Leeds? Leeds. It's going to, you fancy Leeds? I like Leeds. Yep. I, think, I think Leicester. Leicester? Yep. Yeah, I really People like Leicester. second top. Yeah. I really like Brendan Rodgers, yep. coaching-wise, yeah. And you know he's added his reputation back, <laughs> back at, at Leicester. Leeds manager's one of yeah. the best coaches in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but Vardy's a difference, isn't he? I like Vardy. Uh, he's yeah, uh-huh. he's back on. Rob, yeah. who do you fancy? Yeah, no, I yeah. fancy Leeds to win the game, but uh, also I have to 
take my hat off to, to Brendan Rodgers who had big questions hanging over him when he left Celtic why, are you, why would you be going to Leicester and leaving Celtic well you know he's done a fair old job down there hasn't he who are you going for the for the title Rob in England um, I'm going for I think I said already Man City mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. stick with I Man said Liverpool. City yeah. I think Liverpool Same. win it as well I think you're right Even I know Van, Van Dijk. Dijk. yeah it's a big miss yeah. I would love to see Spurs win it I really would right. great Why? to see Gareth Bale scoring goals I just right. I just like Mourinho eh? mm-hmm. after that documentary yeah. as you said he seems like a, a nice guy yeah. um, and I love it I think Harry Kane's on the top of his game mm-hmm. I think Harry Kane deserves to win a Premier League so yeah. I'd like to see Tottenham win it so long since they won anything is it 2007 since they last won but Mourinho wins wherever he goes yeah. he uh, wins he's something. a serial yeah. winner uh, there's no doubt about it he's I mean every club he's been at he's, he's achieved silverware um, but that documentary again I was be- not beginning to dislike him I wouldn't say that oh really were you? no I, I wasn't I wasn't sure of him then I watched that documentary yeah and I just love the way he goes about his his business. I think it would be great to play under. Yeah. If you worked hard for him, mm. I think he'd be a great, not just a great manager and coach. See, man management. Yeah. I think he'd be good. It's great when he takes the guys into the office and he's a chat with them. It highlights modern day players. Danny yeah. Rose coming in and saying, yeah. I'm not, if, if I'm not going to play, I'm not, not going to come in. Yes, you will. You're getting paid to yeah. Yeah. get yourself in here and try and get back in the team. <laughs> I, honestly, Deli Ali, he's calling him lazy in a team meeting and he's sitting laughing. Yeah. Mm. I know. I mean, yeah. what? Yeah. That's what they need. Yep. People don't see how tough it is being a manager. Barry, That's the sort of stuff you need to deal with. Barry, who's going to win it in England? Who do you think? I'm torn between Liverpool and Man City. Okay. Um, I'll stick my neck out and I'll go Liverpool. Going for Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. Si, you're going for Tottenham. Yeah. And Rob, Man City. Man City, you're going to stick with. I think it's going to be Liverpool. We're back with your calls and more uh, on the social media at Go Football Show. We're back after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Don't miss that in the morning. Gina McKee and Edward Reid will be on from the time you wake up, Rob, 6am till 10. You had a busy weekend. You were doing the Hibs-Hearts match. Hibs were expected to win, but it was Hearts who were through to the final December the 20th. And then on Sunday, Celtic-Aberdeen, it was Celtic two-goal winners. Afterwards, Neil Lennon spoke about the final. Yeah, we'll have to, you know, and just redirect our thoughts on you know winning the game and, and creating history you know it's not all about us so hearts will have their say in it and um, we'll give the, the game as much preparation as we possibly can when it comes we waited eight months to get the semi-final and uh, almost the same for that but so what do you reckon <laughs> Rob for the final um yeah, I mean, it's it's going. Celtic are going to win it. I can't see any other outcome, and it's it's fantastic achievement for Hearts. I mean, Hearts have uh, had their big win, uh, really, by winning that semi final on on Saturday against their their deadly rivals. Massive boost for them. But it's all about getting to the Premiership. This this is bonus mm. ball for Hearts. It's all about getting back to the Premiership for them this season. Yeah, I think Hearts will put up a good fight. I think Robbie Nielsen, as I've said on you, but I, I don't think he's one of the managers that just goes into games hoping that his team will perform. I think he'll have a full game plan for Celtic. You know, I think he's a good manager. Um, I think he'll make it tough for Celtic, but ultimately, if Celtic turn up and, and their top players play the top form, then Celtic will win the final. Yeah, but that, that's for me, that result against Hibs will, will kick Hearts on to another level and they'll run away with the championship. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think, which, which, which they should with, with their with the squad. Yep. Yeah. And what Rob says there, it's a bonus been in the Scottish Cup final. I think Robbie will go away, try and keep it and frustrate Celtic as long as possible, but. I think it's going to be, it's going to be too tough for for Hearts. They, their main objective this year is just getting back into that Premier League, and that's what I think Robbie Nielsen will do. 
Si, it'll be a special day for Craig Gordon. Imagine he turns out to be man of the match, you know, written in the stars. Yeah, no, as I say, he's a big game player, Craig Gordon. He'll be relishing this, you know. And, and I think Hearts will have players in their dressing room that believe they can do it. You know, having speaking to Andy Halliday, he's got a, a great mentality and belief that, that Hearts could do it. I think Naismith will be similar, Craig Gordon will be similar. So they've got players that have been there and Liam played Boyce. in big games. Liam yeah. Boyce yeah, as well. Boyce Smith at the... Right yeah, back. it does well, doesn't he, uh, Michael, uh, yeah. Michael Smith? I like him. Yeah, I like him. They've yeah. got a lot of good players here. Yeah, so I don't think they'll go in fearful. No, they'll go in and give it a good bash. But mm. I think quality will come through in the end, and that will be. I think Celtic will, will just have that too much in the locker for them. Mm-hmm. On the socials at Go Football Show, McCready has been on no other name, saying thoughts on Craig Gordon getting a Scotland call up tomorrow. Oh, he certainly should. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, I, I wouldn't depose David Marshall from the team because he's been absolutely yeah. brilliant for Scotland. But I'd have Craig Gordon in there as well, knocking on the door, um, because well, that 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 performance, but just the way he is generally, and and what I was saying earlier on about Andy Halliday's observations of him in training, and I mean he used to work with Alan McGregor, yeah. so he knows all about a top goalkeeper. Uh, we just need all our top players in that squad. That would include uh, Craig Gordon. It would also include Lee Griffiths for me. Yeah, I'd be surprised if both ain't in the squad. Um, but you can't you can't leave leave out David Marshall. I think yeah. I'll be honest with you. I've been really impressed yeah. with, with Marshall since he's he's come in and, and took the number one spot. Um, but look, it's all about competition for places. I would like to see Craig Gordon back. I think he deserves it with his performances for Hearts. Um, and Lee Griffiths. Look again. He, he came on in a, what was it, fifteen twenty minutes he got. And I'll keep repeating myself, I think he's the best finisher in Scotland. You want to see him in a Scotland shirt as quick as possible and hopefully Stevie Clark will include him in that, that squad. I, mean, I think the t- fact that they're winners as well, isn't it? They've yeah. been there and they've won things. I don't think Scotland have got a lot of players like that. So even just to have them in the squad yeah. and around and having that mentality yeah. in at the squad is, is a real bonus. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd want Craig Gordon and David Marshall working together yeah. and get that competitive element happening between them. You want Lee Griffiths in there because this is a cup final in Serbia. This is one game away from the European Champions finals any chance you know goalless with 10 minutes to go even if he doesn't start get him off the get him off the bench and get you know get him on for the winning goal yeah a one off game go for it mm-hmm. like no go for it straight away but go and frustrate them longer the game goes on you bring on if he doesn't start Lee Griffiths you bring him on for that last 20 minutes and you never know he has a type that if you put him on for 20 minutes you would fancy him to score a goal isn't he I yeah. think when he's on the pitch all yeah. the time, yeah. Si, I fancy him to, <laughs> yeah, to, get I fancy him to score. Look at the impact against Aberdeen last weekend. Yeah, that's what he does. I think yeah. he gives a full team a lift, not just mm-hmm. through his goal scoring, but I also think he works really hardly, Griffiths, when he's on a, on a football pitch. And, and he's one of these guys that's so game. You know, I could never imagine Lee Griffiths going into a big game like this nervous. He relishes his... I mean, you only need to look back at that England game. Mm. He, he single-handedly nearly beat England himself. Mm. And, and a guy that Scotland have not got a lot of those types and Lee Griffiths for me should 100% be in he, the squad he believes in himself Self, exactly. he? he's got a lot of belief and so you should with a left peg like that but you've seen Fra- Fraser looks like he's flying at, at Newcastle yeah. as well ah, doesn't he set up the yeah. goal at the weekend so we're starting well. to get more yeah. Yeah. it'll be interesting to see the squad and also the starting 11 because as mm-hmm. we said we're getting guys now as you says Fraser's played a, a, another few games He again he was a shining light the last um, Scotland game so and I'm looking forward to it Kieran Tierney uh, was really impressive for last Arsenal night, playing yeah. on the left side of a back three would you expect Constantine to play then or nope. do you think Tierney will go straight in I would, I would put Kieran Tierney straight in yeah, yeah. you need to don't you you've got to you've, you've Tierney, got to. Tierney Gallagher McTominay yeah, yeah the, the back three yep 
Yep. What about Cooper now? No, he's. Yeah, I don't think he's just coming back. I think he's fit to play tonight. Yeah. But, but I mean, for me, not just because he's been on Go Radio Football Show, but Declan Gallagher, outstanding, mm. really calm, controlled performances for Scotland. Him in between McTominay, who's playing football out from the back, Kieran Tierney playing at a top level for Arsenal. That, that, that three in front of Marshall, what do you think? Yeah, it's all a bit balanced, isn't it? I think that back three's got a, a good balance. You've got a bit of everything in there. For me, Decky Gallagher, very aggressive, good defender. You've got Tierney, who's a big game player, and, and McTominay, who can take the ball out. So I'll be I honest with you, I was, I was surprised how well he done. Look, he, he's done well at Livingston, got his move to Motherwell, and he's been a big player for Motherwell, but in the international games, yeah. I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. He's another one who pro- believes in himself, Declan Gallagher. He always has, even when he went back to Dundee in the Championship. Mm-hmm. He always, always believed that he could, he could get to the top and, and fair play. Conundrum. There's a word. It's a happy conundrum for the manager, isn't yeah. it? Well, you know, it's, it's a good what a change in the last I know, year. I know. Amazing. We're in the re- and we're wrestling you know? to, to actually yeah. get an eleven. Who's the midfield um, three? Oh, McGregor, McGinn, and Christie. Yeah. Barry Ferguson says Christie. Yeah, Jack. Jack. Well, Ryan, Ryan I mean, Jack. in yeah. Serbia, maybe Ryan Jack. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there'll be plenty tomorrow on the show with Rob tomorrow night and Stephen Craigan and, and also Darren Adee, Darren Adee yeah. will be on and Barry back on Wednesday. Right, but before we go, what about the uh, who? If we told you two months ago, Rangers would be nine points clear, Tavernier ten goals, six of them penalties. Um, Stephen Gerrard, what does he feel about Rangers' position just now? We just continue to do what we're doing. We we focus and we concern ourselves with our form, keeping our players fit, keeping them fresh, keeping them in good form and we try and win as many games as we can. Barry? Yeah, I, yeah. I've got to agree, he, they're doing doing it the right way for me. Um, just focus on one game at a time, keep doing what they're doing. In terms of going forward and playing football, they're playing some good stuff. Probably the last couple of games have not been as mm. good as they've been before but I think defensively they don't look like conceding a goal and if somebody does get through that back four, You've got a top-class keeper who made a couple of decent saves again on Sunday. And it's Hamilton this weekend at Ibrox for Rangers, so you would expect another three points. Yeah, but these are the games that worry me, that you go out and think it's going to be easy. No game's easy. No game. Hamilton will come and try and frustrate as long as possible. Nah, that'll um, be a canter, nah. No, a little bit. See, going into that with that kind of attitude, I'd, yeah. I'd go off my head. Yeah, that's why I'm sitting here and they're sitting at Ibrox. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you go in that you're playing against no, they, a top they've team. Done it before. They've done it before at Ibrox, haven't Proved they? Proved it last yeah. season. Yeah. Proved it last season. See, I think they've got a big month as well because they play away at Motherwell at the weekend. I think they've got to go away at Hibs. Uh, looking at Rangers' fixture, they've got easier fixtures over over the month. Mm-hmm. As Barry says, it'll be how they react to the first defeat, Rangers. Uh, I know they drop points at, at Livingston and Hibs, but a defeat. See, like I've had their bad patch. I feel like they expect Celtic to go on a run now. Um, but it's in Rangers' hands. When was the last time they were nine points ahead? And then the European games we've done uh, about as well. I mean, mm-hmm. do, do you think Celtic can beat uh, Prague home and away? Yes. Because because that puts them right back in the picture, doesn't it? Yeah. And then and then if they can beat Lille at home, that would clinch second place at worst. I feel like expect Celtic to beat them home and away, and I, I expect yeah. Rangers to beat Benfica. I think both are. Yeah, yeah, I do. Good. I, I know it's a it's a big statement, but yeah. I'll take a draw right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right think. Now. Well, they're, they're, I mean, they've got this phenomenal record at home, haven't they? Yep. In European games, Benfica. I, I'm uh, I, think, back then. <laughs> <laughs> I think Celtic will beat Sparta Prague. Yeah. Comfortably on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And I think Rangers will get a point. Sai, would you still think Rangers, no, I think Rangers could, could get win. win? I think yeah. they're really suited to European football. I think they'll frustrate Benfica and I think they play well on the counter attack. I think you'll see the best of Kent, guys like Kent in, in these sort of games uh, and Morelos. 
And it wouldn't surprise me now. Rangers are in a good place. It wouldn't surprise me if they went over there and, and got the three points. They went over a portal last year and, and beat them, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I mean, some of the performances in Europe have been amazing. But this, this is a big. Te- this is the biggest test of the group for Rangers because Benfica on their home patch. Mm-hmm. And for Celtic, do you think they'll tackle it the way they did Aberdeen, the match at home to Sparta Prague? Yeah, I think they've got. To, I think that yeah. Celtic have set a precedent how That's they're going to play them. this year. Yeah. You know, they need to be high pressed. They need to be high tempo. When they do that, they're, they're at their best, and they're a very hard team to stop. When they're, when they're on their game um, and I think they'll have too much for, for Sparta Prague yeah I think they're coming back aren't they you, yeah. you saw it in the first half against Lille you saw it for most of the match yesterday against Aberdeen I think we'll see even more progress from Celtic going into that European game Thursday night I fully expect a pretty convincing win I think the only cloud there for them Rob over the weekend uh, James Forrest still no sign of him coming back no. and possibly an operation yeah yeah, that's a, that's a real blow it's really disappointing for him it's disappointing for Celtic disappointing for Scotland as well he, he's, a, he's a top man and you didn't as James Forrest one of the guys you didn't realise how good he is until he's missing mm. you know Celtic have not looked the same team without James Forrest mm. uh, and the criticism that he gets is, is terrible but I think Christie's an able replacement on that right hand side you know, just through his, his enthusiasm and he gets in some great wee areas. It's hard for defenders to pick him up. So Ryan Christie off the right for me was a, an adequate replacement. Isn't it brilliant, Barry? There's so much coming up. We've got the European football. OK, it's not the Champions League, but it is Europa League for Rangers as well as Celtic. We've got a real title race on um, and the Cup's still to come as well, December the 20th. All we need is the fans back in. Yeah, that's the only thing they're missing. Uh, I think it's exciting up here in terms of, obviously, Rangers and Celtic. I think, as I said, it's going to go right down to the wire. Both are in Europe. Look, we all want to be in the Champions League. They've got that opportunity next year yeah. with, with two teams, mm. uh, first and second. That's where you really want to be. That's where the, the creamy uh, the footballers yeah. are are playing. Um, but listen, I think we're in a good place at this moment in time. Some of the games... Two right good teams, isn't they? Celtic yeah, exactly, two yeah. good teams. But I don't think they fear any. Certainly at home coming up against uh, your big powerful teams I, I would fancy both Rangers and Celtic on their day against anybody yeah. Well Si you'll be back on on Friday night on the show so you fully expect Celtic to beat Sparta Prague and Rangers to beat Benfica you're hoping they, they do I've, got, I've called that but I never knew about that home record than that so that's could come back to bite me but why not why not make a ludicrous statement eh? that's what it's all about isn't it Will you wear the suit on Friday then No you? I can't I've told you she's, my missus is locked out of me. I'm getting you're, too much attention You're fine in here Socially distanced. As long as none of you try and get off, as we'll be fine. (laughs) Socially distanced, Cy Ferry with Rob McLean, Paul Cooney, and Barry Ferguson. Guys, thanks very much. Thanks to Rochelle there for the travel. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow night. Yeah, that's it from us. Thank you so much. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go.